It's time for Lisbon High School Football on Thunder 106.1. Tonight's game is brought to you by CHI Lisbon Health, Welton Tire Service, Sanford Health, Cardio Equipment, Mobility Plus Rehabilitation, Hefty Seed Company. Tonight's Lisbon Broncos football game is brought to you by Dickey Rural Networks, Wallach Johnson Insurance, Bank North, Nodak Insurance and Agent Lee Falk, Lisbon Bronco Boosters, Olson Accounting, Extreme Clean Car Wash of Lisbon and Enderlin, and Edward Jones Oaks. And now let's head to the field with the call of today's game, Eric Johnson. Well, thank you very much, Evan Carlson. And we are set for some high school football tonight on Thunder Country 106.1. It is a cloudy, cool night. Definitely feels like fall. And we've got another good football game for you here tonight. The Lisbon Broncos at 5-0 and oh will be taking on maybe the last person that has a chance to catch them in the Region 1 standings. That would be the Thompson Tommies coming in at a mark of 4-1. and one. Comparatively, though, you've got to uh, look. Uh, the one loss for the uh, Tommies actually came at home a few weeks ago, and they lost to the Oaks Tornadoes 21-14. to uh, Again, you got to play the game, but if you look at this, it was a 28-7 uh, victory just a week ago as the Lisbon Broncos took care of business. I don't want to say easily, but uh, it, I, I don't even think the score was as close as it came out at 28-7. to uh, seven. The offense and the defensive line for the Lisbon Broncos, they were able to control the line of scrimmage last week against the Oaks Tornadoes, and they're going to be looking to do it again this week against the Thompson Tommies. We are starting our Sanford-Lisbon pregame show. We're going to take a quick break here. We're going to hear from the coach, Coach Gerding, coming up in just a few minutes on Thunder Country 106.1 FM. Staying on top of your health is important for every single aspect of your life. Sanford Health Lisbon Clinic is here to make sure all your needs are taken care of right here in your hometown. With Sanford Lisbon, you can experience a close relationship with a provider that is part of your community and will be your health partner for life. To learn more about the services offered in your town, visit SanfordHealth.org. Sanford Health Lisbon Clinic wishes all athletes the best of luck this season. Wallach Johnson Insurance is an agency built on combining the traditional values of integrity, service, and professionalism. Contact Luann or Walt in Lisbon for a free quote on any type of insurance, crop, property, casualty, life, health, and more. They are ready to assist you with whatever insurance you need. They are committed to giving you outstanding personalized service. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff are always ready to help, regardless of how large or small your insurance needs may be. Wallach Johnson Insurance, wishing the Lisbon Broncos the best of luck. The Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters is a group of parents, coaches, and community members whose mission is to enrich the athletic community by providing financial support for Lisbon High School athletic programs. Proudly supporting all of Lisbon's varsity sports programs, the Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters would like to thank the community for their involvement and participation in fundraising. Check out the Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters on Facebook for upcoming events and opportunities where you can volunteer, donate, or join the booster team. Catch the spirit with Lisbon Bronco Athletics. We are back on the pregame show. Another big uh, game tonight, two weeks in a row. Last week it was Oaks. This week it is uh, Thompson. The Tommies coming in to Lisbon. Should be a great matchup. We're going to find out more about the big game. And we're going to bring in the head coach, Joe Gerding. Joe, how you doing? 5-0 and so far this year. Things are looking pretty good. Yeah, thank you. Uh, doing well. Uh, yeah, I know it's, it's been a great start to the season. And, you know, especially with all the unanswered questions coming in with COVID and everything, it's 
been awesome to get everything into this point. Well, you had a uh, fairly easy time of it the first four weeks, and maybe that was you and I had talked in another interview that maybe it's a little concerning when all of a sudden last week you had to finally face an undefeated team in Oaks. They're defeated now. Uh, but I thought uh, your team finally getting to kind of get that next ratcheted uh, talent level up, played really well at home, and got a big win against the Tornadoes. Yeah, that was a huge victory for us. Uh, you know, like we had talked earlier, the kids hadn't really played a full full four quarters of football in over a month. Uh, we were able to play four four quarters in our first game against Castleton, and that was it. Um, you know, I was really proud of how the kids played, especially in the second half, you know, really pushing their conditioning and everything. And, you know, overall, the kids played great. I think the biggest comment or the most heard comment I heard after the game was, not necessarily the offense, because I thought your offensive line did great, a lot of long runs during the game, but that your defense held the Tornadoes to just seven points in the game. Yeah, I mean, that, that was a huge performance out of our defense. Uh, you know, and the, the biggest key to it, and I told them all week in practice, with their weapons, with the Beasterfeld kid and, you know, obviously the Meal kid and everything, the biggest thing was going to be, uh, you know, communication, just because they had, I think they were showing us 12 different formations going into the game, and we had quite a few different formation checks and everything, and we we got to, you know, reviewing the game afterwards, we got to all of them except for one, and we were able to get away on that one without getting hurt, and, you know, the kids just played great. Well, let's uh, talk about the game tonight. It's another tough opponent, the Thompson Tommies. They're probably a little bit crabby that you uh, kind of took away their home winning streak last year when you traveled up and beat the Tommies at home. I don't think they had lost there in something like five years. But they currently stand at 4-1. and one. Their only loss was against two Oaks. So tell us about the Tommies. What should we expect tonight? Yeah, um, it's another very good football team. Two weeks in a row here. Uh, you know, obviously we went through the same thing last year where we defeated Oaks and then we had to go in and go up to Thompson. Like you said, they hadn't lost a home game in five years. And, you know, that's, that was a tough tough place to play and you know this year it's going to be at home but it doesn't really change you know the quality of the opponent that's coming in they're uh they're a very good team with uh their number 20 they're all state running back he's coming back again this year and you know he's been putting up some pretty big numbers and everything and he's a kid that you definitely got to know where he is on the field and you know like oh thompson runs quite a few different formations but uh luckily for us playing back to back there are a lot of the same formations that oaks runs Okay. So, I mean, we had to tweak a couple of different things because against Oaks, you know, you got to pay attention to the tight end, and now it's the running back that you really got to pay attention to. Are they more of a passing team or a running team or kind of a mixture of both? Uh, they're kind of a mixture of both. You know, when they like to keep 20 in the backfield and run the ball with them a little bit, and when they get into a little bit of a, you know, a longer down and distance, they like to split him out and, you know, try to get him in space, you know, get their athlete a ball in space. And so they're, they're not afraid to do that either. It seems to me it just kind of clicked into my head that you and the Tommy's coach were playing a pretty good game of chess last year uh, because they do a lot of late adjustments depending on what you're showing them. Yeah, they do. You know, and that's one thing that's a little bit different. They have a new head coach this year. So, you know, been trying to kind of feel that out on film and everything and kind of figure out what he's trying to do. And, you know, one of the things we know tonight is Thompson's going to bring a lot of pressure. They're going to blitz quite often. I do want to ask you injury-wise about uh, Jordan Sowers. We saw him leave in the, the second quarter last week against Oaks. I wasn't sure if uh, it was just a lower body injury, hip, leg, whatever it happened to be. Uh, looked like he maybe could have come, came in later. Not quite sure, but what's his status for tonight's game? Yeah, he got a little banged up. You know, Jordan, is a he's a, he's a competitor, and he, he really wanted to get back in the game. But, 
you know, listening to the trainer and kind of, you know, using better judgment, we decided to keep him out. And, uh, you know, he's uh, was a little banged up, like I said, so he took it took it easy this week, was kind of limited in practice, but he's going to be going tonight. Any other injuries of concern? Nope, we're pretty healthy. Well, there you go, the uh, pregame comments from the head coach of the Lisbon Broncos, Joe Gerding. If you look at the statewide poll right now, the Lisbon Broncos sitting behind Langdon area as the number two seed in the state of North Dakota. But if you look at the QRF rankings right now, the Lisbon Broncos is actually number one just ahead of Langdon area. But unfortunately, this year, because of how things went with COVID, they are not going to be using the QRF rankings uh, for seeding this year in the postseason. Go figure. Le- uh, Lisbon has that number one seed now in the QRF. And not to say they would uh, hold it all the way through. We'd like them to. But sometimes I, I believe one of them is uh, quality of opponent and victory and all that kind of fun stuff. So I don't know if Langdon area, which is just behind them, would have been able to catch them before the season or not. But QRF this year is not the deciding factor. In fact, uh, Coach Gurney was telling me that that uh, basically the coaches, when it gets down to the final four, will actually decide the seating of who should be playing where. That should be very interesting to see the outcome of that. You're listening to our Sanford-Lisbon uh, pregame show. Of course, Sanford-Lisbon, you can experience a close relationship with a provider that is a part of your community and who will be your health partner for life. We're going to uh, take a break. We should have our lineups coming up and the playing of the National Anthem. Looks like it is coming up here in just a matter of seconds. So we're going to take a break on our pregame show. We'll be back with more in just a moment. You're listening to coverage tonight on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM. Other insurance companies try to cover the entire country. We think there's plenty of ground to cover right here with homes, autos, farms, and ranches. Nodak Insurance Company is focused on serving the people in the great state of North Dakota with agency care and provide the answers you need to your doorstep. Hi, I'm Lee Falk, your agent in Lisbon. Call me today, 701-683-4802, and get the protection that you need. Nodak Insurance, agents with answers. Navigating the challenging and difficult world of personal and business finances, estate planning, tax planning, preparation, and problems can be challenging at best. For all of these needs and more, put your trust in Olson Accounting of Lisbon. Olson Accounting prides themselves on outstanding service to their clients and dedication to professionalism, responsiveness, and quality. Olson Accounting of Lisbon would be happy to answer any of your questions. Contact them today at 701-683-2700 and visit them on the web at colsoncpa.com. First State Bank of North Dakota has changed its name to Bank North, but that's the only difference you'll see. We've always been here for our communities. We've always been here for generations of families. Always here, through thick and thin, for farmers, ranchers, and businesses. And always true to our core values of honesty, loyalty, and integrity. None of that will ever change. Bank North. New name, but values-based banking remains the same. Member FDIC and proud supporter of our communities. Are you frustrated with your current internet speeds? DRN ReadyTech is offering packages with up to 1 gig of service and the fastest speeds in the area with fiber to each home. What does that mean to you? Fast, reliable, and no data limits enabling you to enjoy video streaming, telemedicine, e-commerce, and more, all from the comfort of your home. Check out our gig packages at DRNReadyTech.com or call 344-5000 today. Oh, 
There we go. The singing of our national anthem up from the uh, press box here. Get, catch a little bit of the end of that. And it looks like they are going to get uh, set up for the uh, introductions of these teams. I know the Lisbon Broncos are heading down to their home area. Did not see yet who won the uh, toss. But we're going to flip uh, the microphone back over to coach and public address announcer Kim Mark, who, of course, I believe he coaches some cross-country slash track, and he also does some uh, coaching of the boys. I should say does some. He does a lot of coaching of the boys' basketball team, which, believe it or not, is only a matter of weeks away, and we'll have coverage of both the boys' and the girls' basketball team. More games this year on Thunder Country 106-1. And we'll get the starting introduction for the Thompson Tommies first from Coach Mark. Tommies are coached by Jake Shower, assisted by Ryan Abdom, Jeff Carpenter, Darren King, Travis Martin, Nate Solis, and Alex Starcevic. And they are did not give actual, I believe, we'll check and see here if they actually gave their starting lineup. Nope, they did not. They just gave their team. So here's the starting offensive unit for the Lisbon Broncos. We'll talk about the Thompson Tommies in a moment. 51, Spencer Kelson. At guard, junior, number 56, Caleb Olson. At guard, senior, number 52, Jaden Schmidt. At tackle, sophomore, number 75, Grant Lyons. At tackle, senior, number 55, Bobby Adams. At tight end, senior, number one, Avery Dick. At wide receiver, sophomore, number five, Bowden Greenlee. At wide receiver, senior, number eight, Simon Sveum. At fullback, senior, number seven, Kobe Rasmussen. At running back, senior, number two, Jordan Sowers. And the quarterback of the Broncos, senior number 12, Hunter Schultz. The Broncos are coached by Joe Girding. So there you go, the starting introduction for the Lisbon Broncos. I think I remember that of the Tommies, too, when we were up north uh, last year. They did not get introduced individually. They just came out onto the field. But a couple of players were definitely going to be circled in red ink here is going to be the uh, quarterback, Kyle Odenbach. Uh, he's a good quarterback, big guy. He's been playing for a couple of years, at least last year for sure, and he's just a junior, but six foot three, 175 pounds. And the other name that you definitely will hear and uh, see, or at least hear with us tonight, and it's going to be an important part of the Tommy's offense, is number 20, Samuel Roller, the senior running back, cornerback. Uh, they give him the ball a lot. Um, they run him out of the backfield, uh, out into the flat for pass catches. They give him the football. Um, and you will see their offense vary a little bit. You heard it with uh, Coach Girding. Uh, by the way, I should say our lineups tonight, before I forget to do my uh, duty here, our lineups on the pregame show brought to you as a service by CHI Lisbon. So the kickoff will go to the Lisbon Broncos first. They got two back deep. So just like last week and the formula for most of the year, I did not hear who actually won the toss, but even when the... Uh, a lot of teams like to defer to the second half, but that's not the Lisbon way. Now a short kick is going to be fielded by a receiver up at the 30-yard line. That's going to be number 18 falling on top of the ball. That is Carter Walner. So a little squib kick to get it down the field, but uh, I tell you what, there wasn't much pressure. Walner was able just to really go up. There was nobody within 10 yards of him, so they decided not to kick it off deep. 
And that was one thing, if memory serves me right, uh, that gave some offense last year is that uh, the Thompson Tommies were able to get some return yardage last year on special teams. But this is a different team this year. They were susceptible to the Broncos last year, but that hasn't been the case this year. So three in the backfield to start things off. The quarterback, Schultz, will hand it off to Rasmussen, and he blasts ahead for not a first down, but he gets up to about eight, nine yards just uh, right before the 38, 39-yard line, and a big pickup there for Colby to start the game off. They're going to give him the back foot spot on that, so they're going to bring it back to the 38. Looked like he got maybe a little bit further than that. But the Broncos, again, off to a fast start. Second down and two. Makes your offensive playbook so much better when you only have a couple of yards. So Sven on the far side. Again, triples in the back. New formation, and the run will go up the middle. It will be Hunter Schultz this time getting up Broncos first down as he gets out to the 43-yard line. Different look tonight. Usually it's two in the backfield. Maybe an end on the right side or a wing or something along that line. But we are seeing trips, three in the backfield, all lined up side by side by side. Now the Broncos will go more to their traditional formation. It's Schultz and Sowers in the backfield, running back or make that wide receiver to the right side in Sven. Hunter Schultz will get it, take it to the right side behind the tackle and guard, and they will push out to about the 48-49 yard line, so a gain of five. And it'll make it second down and five. Oh, we talked about this a little bit uh, in the pregame show that uh, Jordan Sowers, who's just had another tremendous year, Hunter Schultz as well. It's a two-headed beast in that backfield. Everybody knows it. But uh, Schultz did get a bit banged up uh, in last week's game. So I know that uh, Coach Gertie, and if he needs to, I mean, if he wants to keep going with it, he can use Sowers. But I think his intention was to maybe get a few different people carries this week to kind of give him a little bit more time. Now, as I speak of that, Sowers takes the direct snap, gets back to the line of scrimmage, and goes nowhere. He's wrapped up by number 20, Sam Roller, the cornerback, pinching in. So it'll make it third down and five. And we'll see what the Broncos do here. You'd like to say, hey, it's a passing situation, but that is just not the uh, the Lisbon Broncos mojo. Last week we saw them in third down and 10 situations still going out and running the football and getting first downs of 10-plus yards. So third down and five, ball at the 48-yard line still of the Lisbon Broncos. Wide receiver here to the near side end on this side. Looks like they could sweep here to the left. Now you have a man going across the line of scrimmage early, and it'll be, I believe, an encroachment penalty against 51 for the Thompson Tommies, that is Joshua Yawn. And that could be enough for a Broncos first down. They're already seeing moving the, move the chains before they even spotted the ball down there. So it must have been an even five. So the Broncos get a gift. And really, it was kind of more of a walk-up. The linebacker end was walking up on the right end. And for whatever reason, he continued to just walk up past where the football was and got whistled for the penalty. First down and 10, the ball at the 47-yard line now of the uh, Tommies. Trips in the backfield again. Direct snap to Hunter Schultz. Goes right up the middle, breaks free, and gets down to the 40. Inside the 40, pickup of seven again, maybe eight. And a little confusion with that third back in the backfield. The Tommies right now not quite sure. And, of course, you got that big offensive line for the Broncos pushing straight ahead. So it'll make it second down in about two, maybe three ball at the 40-yard line of the Tommies. 9.03 remaining here in the first quarter and a check of the Welton Tire service scoreboard, serving the Lisbon area for over 40 years and have been a great sponsor of athletics in this region and the high school for a long time. 
Wide receiver here to the nearest side. Dropping back to pass is Hunter. And he's running for his life. Blitz coming. He's going to get to the sideline and just throw it away. He had an eligible receiver, Colby Rasmussen, there. But just throws it away smartly. Good play by the quarterback. Pressure was coming by Joshua Yawn again, the person that got the penalty a few minutes ago. The end linebacker who's basically playing the NFL walk-up defensive end, getting in an upright position. So it'll make it third down and three. Really, uh, Jan just was in that backfield right away, and unfortunately, Hunter was never able really to set up. So third down and three at the 40-yard line. Trips in the backfield again, wide receiver to the right side, high snap. Handoff will go to Rasmussen, but he has met at the 40-yard line. That play got blown up by the high snap. Hunter Schultz did a great job of grabbing it, corralling it, trying to bring it down, but by the time he got it down, Colby really didn't have his engines wound up anymore, and by the time he got it and was ready to do something with the football, there was two or three defensive linemen that had broken through. So it is in Broncos for make that uh, the Tommy's territory here, and they will go for it on fourth down. Again, it's only about a three-yard gain that they need, so the uh, we'll see if the defense can uh, toughen up here. I I don't believe the uh, Broncos, if memory serves me right, uh, maybe the first game of the year where they had a fumble fumble early have not been stopped in their first drive, but you can change that right now. Again, pressure coming on that right side of the line, and Hunter Schultz has met at the 40 and driven back, so it's going to be a change of possession. Good defensive stand for the Tommies, and they're going to have to dig into that playbook a little bit further. It looks like the Tommies with a very smart coaching staff, and this is what we saw last year. It was really just kind of a giant chess match. And they were all over what the play was going to be. They had two or three guys right there at the line waiting for Hunter to just get to the line of scrimmage. So no score, 7.53 remaining here. It started off good with some good chunks of yardage, but then stalled. One of those was a passing play that didn't net any yardage. That hurt. But the quarterback for the Tommies out there, Odenbach, and he's got Roller, actually Roller out a wide receiver. They're going to throw way down the far sideline. He's wide open and then drops the football. He had it in his hands. He was wide open. He had beaten Rasmussen down that far side. He was open by about five yards, and the quarterback hit him right in the hands at the 20-yard line of the Broncos, and he dropped it to the ground. I would say maybe the one thing that was just uh, the pass was a little bit wobbly. I don't know if his hands were cold or whatever, or maybe like, oh, my gosh, I, I can't believe I'm this wide open. But that's that's Roller right there. He is a weapon, and you've got to match him with speed. He has got great speed. So it'll make it second down and 10 in the break there for the Broncos. Odenbach will hand it off to the running back in the backfield. He is going to be dropped pretty much at the line of scrimmage on the carry for the Tommies was Ryan Juvie, the junior running back. So it'll make it third down and 10. Schmidt with the tackle. It'll make it actually third down and nine. Ball spotted at the 42-yard line. So an interesting start here for both of these uh, teams. And (laughs) I'm going to tell you, there's going to be some more deep shots in this game as wide open as Roller was in that play. They've got to be just waiting to get back to that play call. Now Roller is going to line up at the wide receiver on the far side. He's actually going to be in the slot. Trips to the left, one to the right. Odenbach in the backfield. Left-handed quarterback. He rolls to his left. 
looking down the sideline. He's got to get rid of it. Pressure is coming, and the pass is complete at the 50-yard line, and a run after the play is going to get the first down plus more down to the 37-yard line. I did not see the defender that was in the area, but there was a defensive back there, but he went for the interception, missed it, and did not tackle the catcher of the uh, pass. So it was a beautiful throw, a rocket that got by the corner. And again, I think the corners right now are uh, maybe just mesmerized by the throwing ability a little bit here of Odenbach. He has got an arm. So it'll make it first down and 10 in the pass completion. That was a pickup of over 20. Puts it inside the Broncos territory at 30, the 38-yard line. And this definitely would be a punch in the nose here if the Tommies can go down and score here first and take the early lead in Lisbon. So a direct snap now to Roller, who pitches it to the far side to Juvie. Turns the corner. He'll pick up close to three, maybe four. And that'll make it second down and six. Bag of tricks is wide open here for the Tommies. They pretty much know that when you're on the road facing one of the top teams in the state of North Dakota, you got to pretty much throw anything out there. you got two very smart coaching staffs, and you're going to start maybe throwing some plays out there that you have not run this year because, believe me, I'm sure these guys, both of these coaches, have stared at plenty of tape. Three wide receivers here to the near side, one to the far side. Pistol formation, and we've got a different quarterback in there now, I believe. Roller's got it rolling here to the near side and then falls down. Tried to sweep the corner, a little wildcat there. He got to the 33-34, and that is going to be it. So Sam Roller doing everything. He's been wide receiver. He has not lined up at running back yet, and he's playing more wide receiver, or excuse me, quarterback than I'm used to. I don't remember him. He's already played quarterback a couple of times out there, and I don't remember him doing that last year. It's usually Odenbach because he is pretty darn good. So third down and five. But even if the Broncos get a stop here, you can guarantee the Tommies are going to go for it on fourth down. Wide receiver here to the near side. That's Moss. And Odenbach now dropping back to pass. Pressure is there. He's rolling out to his left, and he gets hit as he releases the ball. The throw goes down the field, down to the 10-yard line, but it is going to be knocked out of the hands. Intended receiver was number 10, Starcevic. Rasmussen, I don't know if he actually got his hand on it, but he was there and put a hand in front of the receiver's face, and that will make it fourth down and five. One other thing, I believe Odenbach... Uh, we see a change, actually, a change of personnel coming onto the field. They may punt. But the ball is at the 33-yard line. We'll see. Bag of tricks is wide open, but there was several new people that came onto the field here. And right now it certainly looks like they're going to go for it. Now Roller is going to drop back a little bit. He looks like he's going to punt. I want to see him punt, and he punts it, and that is not a good punt. I don't even know if he made it to the 20-yard line. They're at the 33. It was about a 13-yard kick. That is not the intended result I think the coach wanted. When you're at the 33 of your opponent, I'm really shocked that they did not go for it there. Really shocked. But a break, I think, for the Broncos to get the ball at the 21-yard line, so a 12-yard kick. He boomed it up in the air but did not get any distance at all, and it had backspin on it. So with 5.03 remaining here, I think a mistake by the Tommies, and you just can't do that against this Lisbon team. But 
The Broncos got to get their uh, offense revved up a little bit more than the first series. Now it's going to be Sowers taking the handoff, going to the right side, sweeping the corner. He's got some yardage. He's going to be close to the 26-yard line. It'll be a pickup of five. This is probably the best. I said that last week, but last week we faced Oaks in really the first four weeks. Uh, the Broncos faced some teams that I think they could have put 120 points up if they wanted to. They, a lot of the games are into their second string by late in the second quarter. But last week, not the case. Better athletes, better defense. And uh, now I would say that, uh, that this uh, Thompson team, at least so far, has done a really good job of diagnosing the plays. They're going to give them a gain of six. So it'll be second down at about four now for the Broncos. Direct snap will go again to Sowers. Runs to the left, but he's met right at the line of scrimmage. Maybe a yard game. So that'll make it third down and three. Oh, now they're going to move it ahead a little bit. So he's actually, well, that initial spot was not that far. But now they've moved it past the 30, up to the 31. And that'll make it third and one. They got third and nine up on the score clock here, but it's third and one. 3.50 remaining here in the uh, counting down here in the first quarter. Should be an easy pickup here for the Broncos, although they got some big boys on that line too. Now Sowers is going to try and come here to the corner. Tackler missed in the backfield, turns the corner, gets the first down, and up to the 40-yard line. What a great run by Sowers. Roller should have had him in the backfield, but he whiffed on the tackle. I don't know if... Uh, Sowers was able to get a little bit of a stiff arm on him too, but he dove way too early, and Sowers was just able to step around him. There really wasn't anybody. It was a race to the sideline after that. A nice pickup on that short yardage play of third and one. It'll make it first and ten for the Broncos. The ball past the 41-yard line still in Broncos territory. Two in the backfield, it's Hunter, and it is Jordan. Man goes in motion, that is Bowden. Sowers gets the direct snap up the middle. He's got plenty of room up the midfield, past midfield, down to the 45, 15-yard gain, and that was a slashing run by the Broncos running back. And now they're starting to make some hay here a little bit. Runs to the edges and now pounded up the middle. Move the chains again. The Broncos got to keep it going down the field. This is definitely a game that Coach Gerding wants to get an early lead. You want to be able to control the clock and control the tempo of the game. Right now it's anybody's game. 2.55 remaining here in the first quarter. Wide receiver on the far side, two here on the near side. Now it's Rasmussen splitting way out, so two wide receivers, way right or way left at Sowers. Now going to run it to the left to make that the right side, left defensive side, and they were all over it. The Thompson Tommies, it's going to be a loss of a couple that play was pretty much sniffed out from the very beginning. So second down and 11. We're used to seeing the Broncos get a lot of positive yardage on first down plays, but the Tommies have been able to sniff out some of these plays and have put the Broncos in more second down and 10, second down and 12 type situations. Svam on the far side, tight package in the backfield, two. Main ones at Sowers now gives a little reverse handoff to Bowden, goes into the middle of the line, picks up some good yardage. It's a pickup of close to seven or eight, and Greenlee gets down to the 40-yard line just past that, so it'll make it a manageable third down and about three maybe. Yeah, it's about third down and three. They need to get to the 30, I'm just going to say the 37-yard line, in between the 36 and the 37 for a first down. Buck 40 remaining here in the first quarter. No score. Good game here tonight. 
Excited to have one of those, although last week, again, was a good game for a while. 28-7 victory over Oaks. Wide receiver to the right side. Trips in the backfield. Man goes in motion. That's Rasmussen now setting up on the end on the left side. Hunter takes the handoff, goes up the middle, direct snap. But he is going to be met pretty much at the line of scrimmage. Maybe picks up a yard or two, gets past the 40, down to the 39-yard line. So here we are again, much like the last series where the Broncos failed. It is going to be fourth down and three. And Avery Dick is going to bring the play in from the sideline and I think this is a situation where the Broncos maybe need to spread out the line a little bit. It seems like when they've been in the tight packages and tried to run up the middle, there just hasn't been a lot of running room there, and they've got a huge tackle. Now they're going to switch their line, invert the line. I remember them doing that a lot last year. Now it's going to be Sowers blasting up the middle, and he's going to get down to the 35. It's going to be another Broncos first down. Move the chains. Jordan was hit after a gain of a couple, did not have the first down, continued to run, continued to keep the feet going, and then he gets down to the 35, enough for the Broncos to move the chains. Eerily similar, though, to the last series when they failed at that, but this time got some terrific push by that offensive line. So a wide receiver to the right side, trips in the backfield again, man goes in motion. That is going to be Sowers now splitting out, goes to the flat, he is open. But the quarterback, for whatever reason, did not see him, and he just threw the ball out of bounds in the far side. May have been trying to get it to Greenlee, but Sowers was wide open in the flat, same side of the field, but did not make the throw to him. So second down and 10. Last week against Oaks, I believe we just had one uh, one pass in that game, and it was actually a sack. Uh, didn't end up completing that, but they didn't need to. Last week the Broncos were... Pretty much dominating the line of scrimmage and we're moving around the field pretty much at will. Slot receiver to the right side, two in the backfield, second down and 10. It's Sowers getting the direct snap, going to the right, turns the corner, gets a big yardage down the sideline. He goes, and he's going to be breaking free, but gets caught from behind down at the eight-yard line. A huge pickup for the Broncos, and it's another first down for Lisbon as the time runs out here in the first quarter. Beautiful run, nothing fancy about it, just uh, big-time blocking on the right side of the field. Power move, power veer, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, to that far side. And once Jordan got on the far side in the corner and turned the corner, he was off to the races, and he was caught from behind and knocked down. So, again, as we mentioned, that is going to be the end of the first quarter. We'll head to the second quarter. No score, but the Lisbon Broncos knocking on the door. It'll be first down and goal from about the nine-yard line when we return. You're listening to Broncos Football and Thunder Country, 106.1 FM. How is it that North Dakota insurance agents can answer all of your questions? When you focus on North Dakota, you know more. We don't have to respond to hurricanes in Florida, which makes it easier to respond to hailstorms and fender benders in Lisbon. Hi, I'm Lee Falk, your NODAC insurance company agent here in Lisbon, which means the answers that give you peace of mind are right in front of you. Answers come easy with NODAC insurance. Call me at 701-683-4802 and get the answers to your insurance questions today. 
Hi, this is Julie Mallett, VP of Patient Care at CHI Lisbon Health. We would like to take this opportunity to say thank you for using our services. We have been providing our community with quality health care for nearly 70 years. Whether it be our emergency room, lab, x-ray, clinic, therapies, surgery, and the many outpatient services we have to offer, we encourage you to always ask your provider if we can take care of your health care needs right here in your hometown hospital, CHI Lisbon Health. Oh, we are back, and it looks like uh, Lisbon Broncos knocking on the doorstep, trying to get their first touchdown of the night. We'll see how it uh, works out, but a couple of bruising runs. No score at the end of one quarter. That's the first time that's happened for the Broncos this year. Good defense being put up by both uh, squads, but right now the Broncos trying to get it done. At the 10-yard line, Jordan Sowers blast to the right, and he's going to get in for the touchdown. Wow, untouched. Jordan Sowers goes off the right side and into the end zone in four seconds into the second quarter. Finally, they were able to find a sliver of room, and Jordan's going to take a mile when you give him a, a sliver. So with the clock reading, 11.56 remaining here in the second quarter, it is going to be a 10-yard TD run by Jordan Sowers. We've said that plenty this year. So six to nothing is the score. The Broncos will be going for the two-point conversion. And so it begins. Let's hope it continues here for the Broncos. Tight package in the backfield. This usually means Hunter Schultz, but trips in the backfield. It is Hunter Schultz. He goes right behind a blocker, which is Sowers, and into the end zone for an easy two-point conversion. And that time Hunter Schultz goes in untouched and so it's an eight nothing lead the lisbon broncos jump out to the lead we're going to take a quick break it's eight zip just starting the second quarter we'll be back with a kickoff coming up to the tommies in one minute on thunder country 1061 fm the lisbon bronco athletic boosters is a group of parents coaches and community members whose mission is to enrich the athletic community by providing financial support for lisbon high school athletic programs proudly supporting all of lisbon's varsity sports programs the lisbon bronco athletic boosters would like to thank the community for their involvement and participation in fundraising. Check out the Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters on Facebook for upcoming events and opportunities where you can volunteer, donate, or join the booster team. Catch the spirit with Lisbon Bronco Athletics. Mud, grime, dust, and dirt. Can't stand your dirty vehicle anymore? Extreme Clean Car Wash in Lisbon and Enderlin has the solution for you. They have the technology to make your vehicle look like new again. Their Lisbon location, located on the south end of town, offers a touch-free car wash as well as two self-serve car wash bays. Their location in downtown Enderlin offers a touch-free automatic car wash. And at both locations, you can pay via credit card. Stop by one of these great locations today and make your vehicle look like new. Extreme Clean Car Wash. We're back after the touchdown by the Lisbon Broncos to start the second quarter. Hunter Schultz will kick it away, and it's going to be another pooch kick down the middle of the field. It's going to die at about the 30-yard line, and that's where the Tommies are going to fall on top of it. And that is where number five for Thompson, that would be Reese Berberich, the sophomore running back slash linebacker, 5'9", 165. Neither of these teams both have done a pooch kick like that. Neither one of the teams really tried to pick it up and run with it. They just safely wanted to jump on top of the football. So they're happy with the field position, and they just want to get their offense out of the field. <laughs> so we'll see what the uh, Tommies do here to answer. They can't afford to get down fairly big in this early on. They know what happens because then it's going to be all Lisbon running after that. 
So Odin back in the backfield with the pistol, rolling to his left, looking down the sideline. He's got nobody open. Here comes the pressure. Finally throws it, and he completes it up to the – oh, now they're going to say incomplete. It was caught at the 35, but then must have been dropped by Cunningham as he started to go down to the ground. And there's another situation where the DB was there, but he started to stare at the quarterback and didn't pay attention to the running back. And the running back was able to find a little bit of room and got open, and the ball went zipping by the defensive back. Unfortunately for the Tommies, the receiver didn't complete the catch all the way to the ground. Again, that looked like a catch, but didn't end up that way. So second down and 10, the ball at the 30-yard line in the uh, Thompson territory. Two wide receivers here to the near side. Odenbach under center. I formation in the backfield. Dropping back to pass. Left-handed uh, quarterback throws the screen, and it's sniffed out right away. Great play. Coming up is Greenlee to make the tackle number five. And Juvie was the receiver on that screen. It looked like it was going to be a nice play, but it was sniffed out right away by Greenlee, and he was the only one that if he missed that tackle, it might have been a fairly big play, but he did not. So it is third down and three, but nice play in the open field. 11-15 uh, remaining here in the first half of play. Beautiful night for football. Definitely uh, temperatures. I guess I should have checked the temperatures. It feels like it's about in the 50s here tonight, so I don't think anybody's going to be overheated for sure. Now you got trips to the left side, wide receiver to the right side, Odenbach looking to the far side of the field. That is Roller. Sweet and Roller locked up. There was some collision, some physical activity going on there, but both receivers fell to the ground, and the receiver, or actually the referees, did not make any call on the play. So that'll make it fourth down and seven, the ball inside the Tommy's territory, and that is exactly what the doctor ordered for the Broncos after getting the touchdown and the two. They've come out with their defense and made a stop. So we'll see what happens, though. I would not count on the Tommies punting this away. I would likely say they are going to. Roller now looks to the sideline. Now they got a player running onto the field. One of the linemen was late to get out there. He gets out and finally gets up to the line. Four seconds on the play clock, a bouncing ball to the punter who again skies it straight up into the air. It's not going to be a long kick. It's going to go out of bounds at about the 43-42 yard line. Wow, not a long kick again. That's the second time, although I have to give the punter rollers some credit because that ball literally was rolling end over end when it finally got to him. He needs a better snap than that. It throws his timing off. But, again, it, it's, it's almost like he's putting backspin on these kicks. That's the second one in a row. He really kind of cupped with his foot, and the ball didn't really go anywhere. High, but uh, did not go anywhere. Broncos will take it first down and 10 at their own 43-yard line. Power formation run here to the right side. It's going to be Sowers. Met at the line of scrimmage. He's going to force his will and get up past the 45, but not much. It'll be a gain of maybe three. And we'll say second down and seven, second down and eight, somewhere right in that range. Now the ball is going to end up at the 45 to make it easy for the old guys up here. 10-25 remaining here in the first half. Broncos would love to march it down one more time here and take a commanding 16-0 lead. We'd be all about that, but we'll see what happens. They've got a ways to go, and this is a good Thompson team. Best team, I think, at least early on that they have faced this year. 
Hunter Schultz throws it out of the flat. Greenlee's wide open, but then gets hit as he makes the catch at the sideline at the 40-yard line. Move the chains. It's a first down for the Broncos in Tommy's territory. And again, first down and 10 at the 40-yard line. Well, we didn't see hardly if any passes last week, and that one was a little bit of a duck, but right on the money. It was accurate. The ball was kind of flopping around a little bit, but Greenlee makes the big catch. And he took a hit. Like, he literally was wrapping up the football, and he got hit from the backside. That was a good job by Greenlee to put that ball away. So first down and 10 on the march comes the Broncos. Wide receiver here to the near side and Sven. And on the right side is Greenlee. Man goes in motion. That is Sowers coming here to the near side. Hunter Schultz will take it himself. He will go towards the right. Gets inside the 40 down to about the 38. So it'll be a gain of two. And that will make it second down and eight. Number 78. I've been trying to see his number for a while. I believe it's Ryan Strandy. 255 pounds. But he looks like he's about 270. He is just a wall. 5'10". They got a couple of guys down low. It's Luke Taylor and then Ryan Strandy, both at about 250-plus. They clogged that middle up something fierce. So now a shotgun snapping. It's going to be a sack way back down the field. That uh, mistake by Hunter Schultz. He should have thrown that ball away, but he gets uh, sacked all the way back to the 47-yard line. Huge loss on the play, and that's just one of those simply just throw the ball away. Sometimes the quarterback, especially at this age, tries to make something happen. I don't know if he thought he was going to be able to roll away from him, but a great open field tackle by number 58, and that is uh, Michael Benoit, the senior defensive lineman, got through there. So it'll be third down and pretty much a Greyhound bus ride to get the first down, third down and 23. Wide receiver here to the near side. And it will be a run here to Jordan Sowers up to the 50. Gets past the 50 down to the 47-48 yard line. It's still going to be long yardage. And we may see the punting unit come on here. That's the long ways to go. The ball is at the 47 of Thompson. But uh, fourth down in 16-17. Yeah, punting unit is going to be out. That is going to be number 12. Hunter Schultz who handles the kickoff. And I would imagine... I would think at some point uh, Hunter would just say, let me try one field goal this year, just one. And now he's going to punt it directionally down the near sideline, and it rolls and rolls and rolls almost like a rugby or soccer-style kick. Rugby would be the best term for it, and it goes out inside the 15 down to the 13. That was one of those kicks that was almost like Oak Grove. It seemed like the Grover's punter was trying to hit the backs of one of the players for the opposite team to see if they could get a turnover, but in that particular case, didn't hit anybody, but nobody went after it, and they allowed it to roll all the way down inside the 15 down to the 13. What a great kick by Hunter. And that is maybe something that the uh, Thompson uh, Tommy's kicker may want to look at because that was a heck of a lot better field position uh, turn there as opposed to what the Tommies have done in this game. Roller gets the handoff to the right side. I believe it's his first carry out of the backfield. He uses his jets, gets to the far side of the field, picks up close to seven. It'll make it second down and three as Roller is able to get the Tommies out of a deep hole in their end of the field. They've split and played, had him play quarterback, pretty much everything under the sun, but I believe that was his first carry of the game. 7.33 remaining here in the first half. Eight-zip Broncos. 
Broncos scoring on their second possession of the night. So wide receivers to either side in the second down and three. I formation in the backfield, Odenbach under center. Odenbach barks out the signals, drops back. He'll hand it off to the fullback who's going to get met right at the line of scrimmage. Trying to pick up a number there and is way far away, I believe. Shear is the one that got the tackle on that, number 74 for the Broncos. Yes, Josh Shearer, Jr. So third down and two, really not much of a gain in that particular play. Ball still inside the 25-yard line, currently at the 23. And the Tommies might be in a situation here if they do not pick up any yardage and end up at fourth down where they're going to have to get that punting unit back out there. But the first two punts have not been good. But we've got to get by third down first. And now we've got a timeout taken on the field. Maybe a little confusion on the play call. So our hefty seed timeout is going to force us into a break here. 6.27 remaining here in the first half of play. It is Broncos 8 and the Thompson Tommies nothing. We'll be back with the third down and two play coming up in just a moment on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM. Water isn't just water. Hi, I'm Darren Hefty with Hefty Seed. Your water quality is likely hurting how well your herbicide and other spray applications work. The reason why? It is hard. Hard water occurs with calcium, magnesium, and other metals that are present in the water as positively charged ions. They bind to herbicides, they bind to other ag products, and they reduce your effectiveness. That's why we've developed WaterRight that neutralizes hard water. WaterRight can make your applied products work like they're supposed to. For more information, visit HeftySeed.com. Oh, we're back after the timeout. The Tommies are already back on the field. They're ready to go. Third down and two. The ball at the 23-yard line. Broncos, four-man front up there. Linebackers sneaking up. We'll see what happens. Looks like they may be expecting a pass here now. Trips to the left, one to the right. And now a pistol formation, fake of a blitz, and we got a penalty flag, and it's going to be an encroachment call as the Broncos gift a first down, just like the Tommies did in the first quarter of play. Couldn't see the number, but somebody was blitzing in a gap, and that defensive line in the left side came a little bit too early, bumped into somebody, and the flag came in. So it'll be a free first down for the uh, Tommies. The ball will now be placed at the 27-yard line. 6.27 remaining here in the first half. Wide receiver here to the left side. Wide receiver to the far side. High formation in the backfield. Odenbach under center. Dropping back, he'll hand it off to the second one through. The running back gets past the 30-yard line to the 31. Roller on the carry. I believe it's 56. Caleb Olson is the first one in there, although there was a couple of players in on that tackle, but we'll give it to Olson. So second down and six at the 31-yard line. A beautiful night, not much for wind either. We actually had some windy days most of the week this week, and it has not been bad. Wide receivers to either side eye formation of the backfield again, and the quarterback Odenbach under center. Odenbach hands it off to Roller again. Roller going to the right, fights off a tackle in the backfield, but he's going to get hit down anyway in the backfield. It's going to be a loss of a couple. That'll make it third down. We'll see where they officially spot it, but it looked like he lost a yard or two. The ball will be placed, looks like about the 31, which is pretty much where they're at, I guess. Optically, we can't see any lines for the most part. We can see the main lines, but the lines in between every five yards, you cannot see it and the crown where we're at right now. So no gain in the play. 
Great defense on that particular play for the Broncos. Trips again to the left side. Wide receiver here to the right side. Odenbach in the pistol. Dropping back to pass. Rolling here to the left. Greenlee trying to get after him. Now he's going to try and chase him to the corner as the quarterback takes off and will get the first down. Very close to getting a tackle out of bounds as Greenlee rode him out of bounds on the backside. But the quarterback really just didn't feel much heat besides Greenlee, and Greenlee was not able to catch Odenbach before he was able to get to the far sideline enough for the uh, Tommies to get a first down. Ball is at the 41-yard line, first down and 10, so something cooking here a little bit for the Tommies. Check of the wristband. It's a little bit different this year for the Tommies. Last year when we were up in Thompson, boy, it was a battle. The play would come in, all the players would line up, then they'd look at the sideline to the far side, they get their adjustment, and then the defense for the Broncos would make a change, and then the Thompson Tommies would make a change. A roller gets the direct snap, goes to the right side of the field. He cuts it up early, gets to the 50, past the 50, and jitterbugs basically down to the 49-yard line, a carry of 11, and Roller is starting to get going. We did not see him touch the ball early, but they've given him the ball now here in the second quarter, and he's making some really nifty runs. So it looked like he was going to sweep it uh, far to the right side of the field and then cut it up at the hash mark and found some running room, and he gallops to the 48. Inside Lisbon Broncos territory, 435 and counting down. Wide receiver here to the near side, two to the far side, make it three to the far side. Roller now the Wildcat, Blitz possibly coming up the middle. Roller coming here to the near side, but it's all red jerseys coming up the field. They miss the tackle, and then he goes. Down to the 40, down to the 30, and there's going to be a penalty flag coming in here. The play is whistled down. There is absolutely no reason why that tackle or missed tackle should have happened. There were three Broncos right there. And it, for a moment, it looked like Roller was kind of giving himself up, and the player let up, and then he took off like a bolt of lightning went right by him. That was a mistake for the Broncos tacklers. But it is going to be a penalty coming up against the Tommies, and it will br uh, back him up. It's going to be a spot foul. Looks like the spot foul is going to be at the 35 so it'll still be a decent pickup. It'll back it up to the 44 of the Lisbon Broncos. So it'll be first down, looks like about six, right around there. Wow. So it remains first down on the penalty. What a great run by Roller. And uh, I think one thing that Coach Guardian is going to say at the half is, guys, if you have him in your sights, you got to keep going. You can't let him lull you to sleep. And that's exactly what he did. So wide receiver here to the near side, two to the far side. It's going to be pistol formation, and Odenbach is running for his life. Pressure coming up the middle. He's just going to throw it away, or at least towards the sideline. It looked like he was throwing it away. Roller came flying out of nowhere and dove for the football but was not able to catch it. So it'll make it second down and six. Wow, pressure came up the middle, and Odenbach was running for his life to the Lisbon Broncos sideline, was able to throw it away. As mentioned, it almost ended up being a catch for Roller, but he was not able to. He literally slid across the ground trying to catch that football. Second down and six. Clock will stop in the incompletion. 4-10 remaining here in the first half. 8-0. The Broncos getting a big touchdown run from Jordan Sowers 10 yards out, and, of course, Hunter followed it with a two-point conversion. Odenbach from the pistol, drops back to pass, throws it here to the near side, overthrows his wide receiver. That would be number 10, Starcevic. 
He's six foot two. Here's the thing, Jacob Starcevic, he's in eighth grade and he's six two and 180 pounds. <laughs> wow, he is going to be a big one. Uh, he's been actually throwing the ball a couple of times too, but has not, I uh, believe, gotten a completion yet or a reception. So that'll make it third down and six now. The ball at the 44-yard line still. The Lisbon Broncos, they've been bringing a lot of pressure. Five-man front right now. Uh, one of the linebackers backs out. That is Schmidt. Odenbach dropping back to pass. Throws it here to the near sideline. Overthrows his receiver. It looks like it's picked off at the sideline by Rasmussen, and it is. Rasmussen making the catch, diving to the ground, and a mistake by Odenbach. He actually had his receiver, I believe it was Starcevic again, open in the flap, but he overthrew him. And then Rasmussen dove to the ground and made the catch. Nice grab, and it'll be a fourth, well, basically a turnover. So it'll be first down and 10 at the 32-yard line for the Broncos inside their own territory. And with 4-0-1 remaining here, they have a chance to power down the field and maybe take a two-touchdown late. So the run comes up the middle. It'll be a gain of a couple. Hunter Schultz is going to be stopped at about the 35. <laughs> Sowers was blocking for him in the front, and he was like eight yards down the field dragging people along with him. He just does not quit. Second down and eight. Yawn on the tackle. The Broncos here, they'll milk the clock, too. They're not going to give them any time just in case they don't get a first down here. They're going to take as much time as they can off the clock. But they're they're going for the gusto here. Believe me, they're thinking touchdown, but they're just not going to do it too quickly. Snap will go to Hunter Schultz, then he pitches it, and it's fumbled down in the ground. And who's got it? I think the Tommies do. They give it right back. Low pitch. Rasmussen didn't get it, and it's going to go down on the ground. And the Tommies recover and they end up with better field position than they left with. So they'll be inside the 30. That is a big mistake for the Lisbon Broncos. You've got a, I don't know, I, I guess it's kind of a combination of errors. It was a low pitch, but Rasmussen also, I did just, he, you gotta, you gotta catch the ball. That's gotta be your first priority. You can't keep moving. And that ball ended up down to the ground and there was Tommy's all over the place. So a fumble. And it will be first down and 10 for the Tommies inside the 30-yard line. Best field position, I believe, of the night for the Tommies. Officially at the 26. Roller now is going to get the direct snap, and the Wildcat runs to the far side. He'll pick up a five-yard gain. It'll put it down to the about the 22-23-yard line. It'll make it second down and about five. Going to back it up a little bit, maybe second down and six. Ball at the 23-yard line. We've got our Mobility Plus halftime show coming up for you in just a matter of minutes. We'll recap the scoring, although there isn't much to talk about. Normally, we've got several touchdowns to talk about, but uh, we just got one right now. Hopefully, it stays that way. Odenbach in the pistol formation. He's got, well, it's not roller. Roller's actually the wide receiver throw in the flat. It is caught by Starcevic, and he will get first down yardage as he is pushed out of bounds down to about the 15, maybe the 14-yard line. And the Tommies are looking like they're going to try and tie this game up, although there's still over three minutes remaining here in the first half of play. Again, a trade of turnovers, an interception by Rasmussen, and then just a matter of a few plays later, it was Rasmussen 
I guess I don't know who you would fault on that between the pitch did not get into the hands cleanly of Rasmussen, and Hunter was the one that pitched it to him. Fumble turned it right back over to the Tommies, and now this drive. So Wildcat again, Roller in the backfield. They got running back with them, Roller rolling to his right, and then falls down back at the 20. The ball comes loose after that, but they're going to say he was down. A sack on the play since he technically was the quarterback, and a big defensive play there for the Broncos. So that'll make it uh, second down, and it looks like about 14, maybe 13. Ball would be placed close to about the 18-yard line. So big uh, second down here. The kind of the trickery did not work out, but Roller is going to stay in that Wildcat quarterback. No, nope, it's actually he's just going to be in the backfield there. Odenbach, I'm sorry, is back onto the field. He takes the snap, rolls here to his left, throws towards the sideline. It is complete down to the 14, maybe the 13-yard line. Tyler Cunningham, the wide receiver, was able to grab the football and hang on. Not enough for the first down. That just gets him back to basically the point where they had lost the yardage. It'll put it down to maybe third down and 10. And we are now down to just under two minutes remaining here in the first half. Again, Broncos up eight zip on the two-yard Jordan or the ten-yard Jordan Sowers run, and the two-point conversion by Hunter Schultz, and that's been it. Wide receivers to either side, rollers in that far side. I would keep an eye on him. He's being guarded or defended. By, well, here comes the screen over the middle, and it's going to be complete down to the ten and into the end zone. It is going to be a touchdown for number ten Starcevic. Middle screen was set up, and the Broncos bit that time. Everybody ran up the field. Nobody stayed back. There was one defender fairly close, but Starcevic gets the reception, and the eighth grader is able to get into the end zone, and now we are close to being back to a tie game. Both the touchdowns coming here in the second quarter, 131 remaining. So number 10, got to get the information down here real quick. We'll see what uh, Thompson does if they go for two. Haven't seen him since last year, so I wasn't sure what they do if they have a field goal kicker or not. Looks like they are going to be going for two, so they are going to try and tie this game up. Rollers on the far side, two wide receivers here to the near side. Could be a change of play by the quarterback as Odenbach now looks around, surveys, and makes a hand gesture. Dropping back to pass. Pressure is coming. He's going to roll to his left, and he's almost caught from behind. Throws a duck up there, but it's a great defensive play. Jumping out in front, I believe that was Svem that basically volleyball slammed that ball back out of the receiver's hands. And a great play. So the Broncos at this point with 131 remaining still have a two-point lead at 8-6. to six. Nail-biters so far in this game. We got the kickoff to the Broncos coming up in just a moment. We're going to take a quick break. We'll get back with the conclusion of our first half. It is the Broncos 8 and the Thompson Tommy 6. We'll be back with more coverage on Thunder Country 106.1 FM. Water isn't just water. Hi, I'm Darren Hefty with Hefty Seed. Your water quality is likely hurting how well your herbicide and other spray applications work. The reason why? It is hard. Hard water occurs with calcium, magnesium, and other metals that are present in the water as positively charged ions. They bind to herbicides, they bind to other ag products, and they reduce your effectiveness. That's why we've developed WaterRite that neutralizes hard water. WaterRite can make your applied products work like they're supposed to. For more information, visit HeftySeed.com. Oh, the kickoff coming up to the Broncos here in a matter of seconds. Still plenty of time with 131 remaining here in the second quarter for the 
Broncos to be able to get down the field. They at least have, I believe they still got two timeouts. Maybe it's just one. We'll have to check that. Short kick is going to be fielded at the 25, now up to the 30, 35-40. There he goes. Sweet. Past the 45-yard line. Excellent return. That time the Broncos did not decide to lay on the football. They just got it into Sweet's hand, and he went off like a rocket up the middle and was able to give great field position here. High five or a fist bump for Sweet as he comes off the field. And Coach uh, Gerding, before the game today, he's got a lot of confidence in the young Sweet. And that's good because Hunter and uh, Sowers, uh, they're not going to be around forever. So they got to get that second wave of running backs, the future, ready for next year. Sowers is going to take the direct snap, goes to the left, sweeps the corner, gets up to the 47, 48. But a couple of different penalty flags come flying in. And a stretch play like that, that's usually a hold. We will see. It is going to be a hold, and it will be against the Broncos. So after a great return, and it looked like things are kind of shaping up a little bit, it's going to be a 10-yard penalty against the Broncos, so it'll make it first down still, but it'll be first down in about 20 as they'll put the ball back to the 35-yard line. Almost 21. The first down marker right now for the Broncos to get a first down is at the about the 44-yard line inside Tommy's territory. So 111 remaining here in the second uh, second quarter, first half in general. Wide receiver here to the right side, pistol, and the direct snap is going to go to Sowers. He blasts up the middle. He's going to pick up maybe four yards of positive yardage. Gets to the 39. That'll make it second down and still a bunch. About 50 seconds remaining here, and it now seems like the Broncos, unless they bust off a big play here, look very content to maybe run most of the clock off. And it's down to 38 seconds, and in fact, uh, they can run it down to, geez, what, about 15, 17 seconds left, and that's exactly what they look like they're going to do. I'm actually a little bit surprised the uh, Tommies aren't forcing the issue and just calling a timeout since the Broncos are in kind of a tough position in their own side of the field. Long way to go, but now down to two, and they're just going to take a timeout. Broncos are going to take a timeout. 14 seconds remaining here in the first half. Two-point lead for the Broncos right now. It is eight to six. First time this has happened all season. We'll see how the Broncos react. We'll take the uh, break. And by the way, the kickoff to start the second half will go to Thompson as the Broncos started the game with the football. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Staying on top of your health is important for every single aspect of your life. Sanford Health Lisbon Clinic is here to make sure all your needs are taken care of right here in your hometown. With Sanford Lisbon, you can experience a close relationship with a provider that is part of your community and will be your health partner for life. To learn more about the services offered in your town, visit SanfordHealth.org. Sanford Health Lisbon Clinic wishes all athletes the best of luck this season. It's true. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than preparing for retirement. But if you think your retirement needs deserve more attention, we agree, and we'd like to help. We're Edward Jones. Together, we'll give you long-term retirement strategy, the attention it deserves. Stop by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Andrew Delabar's office at 412 Main Avenue in Oaks or call 701-742-3552. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. 
Well, a big run here by Hunter Schultz. Almost gets him a first down. They get across the 50-yard line down to about the 48, but that is going to do it for the first half. The Broncos run the clock down in the previous play and did not leave themselves any more time. Uh, if they'd known that run was coming, they might have changed things a little bit. But better to be safe, I guess, than sorry. Eight to six. What a game here we've got going on between the Broncos and the Tommies. And as mentioned, the Broncos scored first. The second uh, came from the Tommies. But it's still a two-point lead for the Broncos as the two-point conversion for the Tommies failed just a few minutes ago. We've got the Mobility Plus Halftime Show coming up for you in just a few minutes. You're listening to Broncos Football on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM. Wallach Johnson Insurance is an agency built on combining the traditional values of integrity, service, and professionalism. Contact Luann or Walt in Lisbon for a free quote on any type of insurance. Crop, property, casualty, life, health, and more. They are ready to assist you with whatever insurance you need. They are committed to giving you outstanding personalized service. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff are always ready to help, regardless of how large or small your insurance needs may be. Wallach Johnson Insurance, wishing the Lisbon Broncos the best of luck. This is Sandy Hoff, physical therapist with CHI Lisbon Health. I'm wishing all the local athletes a safe and healthy school year and sports season. If injury, pain, or surgery has limited your ability to participate in life, we have appointments available. We accept all insurances with several who allow access to physical therapy without a referral. We are thankful for your past business and look forward to getting you back to your best. Thank you for your support as the hometown destination for your physical therapy needs. CHI Lisbon Health. Imagine better health. Helping you do more. RDO does that. RDO Equipment in Lisbon is here to serve you. Sign up for your next bulk oil fill now before November 1st, and you will receive no payments, no interest for 120 days. Also, with your bulk oil fill, you will receive $100 off your next service inspection and a 10% discount on parts. Each sign-up will be entered into a drawing to win a Pit Boss Grill. Some restrictions may apply. Check store for details. RDO Equipment in Lisbon, 701-683-5836. The Halftime Show is brought to you by Mobility Plus Rehabilitation, focused on keeping athletes and fans at their top mobility. Your mobility is their priority. You work to integrate science and humanities. Well, we are at the half. I want to thank the folks again from Mobility Plus Rehabilitation for sponsoring our halftime show. I wish I had a long list of touchdowns for the Broncos to talk about. But uh, we got a game here tonight that looks like uh, for folks that have listened to the Broncos this year, I think the Oaks game last week may have qualified close to that. But this is going to be a four-quarter game tonight. The Broncos have only had one other of those. And, again, I still think the Broncos dominated the Oaks Tornadoes much more uh, than what we're seeing uh, here tonight. Man, I, I tell you, I don't have no idea how the Tommies lost to Oaks in to- uh, Thompson a couple of weeks ago, but they did, 21-14. to 14. So uh, Tommy's right now basically a two-point conversion away from uh, tying this game up. It is to 8-6. First touchdown of the game, it was the second drive, the first time all year, although I think, again, the very first drive for the Broncos in Castleton may have ended in a turnover, but they jumped out to a pretty still commanding lead in that first half, but that's not the case here today. The defense of the Tommies is uh, sometimes living in the backfield, of the uh, the Broncos, there's been a lot of uh, kind of stalemated runs, zero, one, two, three yards. We're used to seeing the Broncos running 10, 12, or 
in some cases, averaging 37 yards a carry. That was a few weeks ago. Uh, at least that's what Jordan Sowers averaged in a couple of games. Uh, but right now it was a 10-yard TD run by Jordan Sowers, and for whatever reason it was just like to start the second quarter, it was like the Tommies took like a break for a minute, a mental break, and uh, Jordan Sowers ran into the end zone untouched. That was the first time that he had not been hit like two or three times already uh, by the time he got up the field or at least a couple yards down the field. But he went in and untouched and uh, got the touchdown with 11.56 remaining in the second quarter. Two-point conversion, again untouched. Jordan's, uh, Hunter Schultz made it in, and uh, he had Sowers blocking for him. And you should know that that's the combination. Most of the times this year when Jordan Sowers scored the touchdown, it is Hunter Schultz that has gotten the two-point conversion. But the formula worked, eight zip. Uh, only points of the first half uh, for the uh, the Broncos. In fact, they haven't even been really that close to getting. It's not like they've gotten down inside the 20 uh, beyond any other time except for that one drive. Uh, for the uh, Tommies, uh, they got a turnover, unfortunately a fumble. Again, I'm not sure who to fault here, but it was a pitch that went to Rasmussen a little bit behind him, a little bit low. But he tried to uh, keep running, and you just one of those things when you see the pitch is not great, you got to stop, make sure you got the football. He put it on the ground, and it was a scrum there. And so they gave the Tommies first down and 10 at about the, what, 27-28 yard line in Lisbon territory. That is too short of a field even for the Tommies, and uh, they were able to quickly get into the end zone. They got a middle screen that they set up to number 10, Starcevic. The eighth grader was able to catch it and rumble into the end zone for a short touchdown run. And uh, with the two-point conversion, by the way, failed. Great defensive play. I forget the number of who did that again. Uh, but it is eight to six, and that is where we're at here in the first half of play. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll get you caught up on some national news with Fox News. Navigating the challenging and difficult world of personal and business finances, estate planning, tax planning, preparation, and problems can be challenging at best. For all of these needs and more, put your trust in Olson Accounting of Lisbon. Olson Accounting prides themselves on outstanding service to their clients and dedication to professionalism, responsiveness, and quality. Olson Accounting of Lisbon would be happy to answer any of your questions. Contact them today at 701-683-2700 and visit them on the web at colsoncpa.com. This is a Fox News alert at the hospital. I'm Lisa Lacerra. After being diagnosed with COVID-19 last night, President Trump gave a thumbs up as he boarded Marine One on the way to a military hospital where he will spend the next several days. The White House press secretary in a statement saying President Trump remains in good spirits, has mild symptoms, and has been working throughout the day out of an abundance of caution and at the recommendation of his physician and medical experts, the president will be working from the presidential offices at Walter Reed for the next few days. The White House physician reports that the president has been treated with a Regeneron Pharmaceuticals antibody cocktail. In Washington, John Decker, Fox News. First Lady Melania Trump has also been diagnosed with COVID-19. She tweeted this morning she's experiencing mild symptoms. She is not accompanying the president to Walter Reed. Before heading out, he posted a message on Twitter. I want to thank everybody for the tremendous support. I'm going to Walter Reed Hospital. I think I'm doing very well, but we're going to make sure that things work out. The First Lady is doing very well. So uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I will never forget it. Thank you. Former Vice President Joe Biden and his wife Jill have tested negative after appearing with the president at Tuesday's debate. During a campaign event in Grand Rapids, Michigan, he wished the president and the first lady well, and he said the virus is not going away anytime soon. Dr. Redfield said, and I quote, and he held up a mask. He said, these face masks 
are the most important, powerful public health tool we have. Then he held the mask up again and said, this face mask is more guaranteed to protect me against COVID than a vaccine, end of quote. The Biden campaign issuing a statement saying it's removing all negative campaign ads while the president is ill. America is listening to Fox News. If you're curious about who may be out there but don't want to jump into anything right away, then take a fun step and just take a look at Our Time. Our Time is the number one dating site for singles over 50. It's easy to use and can help you find a partner to share in a new activity you've been wanting to try. Take a walk or just meet someone new. Check it out. Start for free today. Go to OurTime.com. That's OurTime.com. Start for free at OurTime.com. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you went through all that just to wind up doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal services and technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, HR, billing, client intake, and more so you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Visit lexiconservices.com go to see what we can do for you. Reaction from world leaders on the president's COVID-19 diagnosis. Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu tweeting, like millions of Israelis, Sarah, his wife, and I are thinking of President Donald Trump and First Lady Melania Trump and wish our friends a full and speedy recovery. Russian President Putin, in a message to the White House, noted the president's vitality, good spirits, and optimism and hoped that would help him cope with the dangerous virus. From here in the U.K., Prime Minister Boris Johnson also wished the president a speedy recovery. Still, he also got COVID-19, also had mild symptoms to start, ended up in a hospital intensive care unit, admitted it was touch and go. Johnson was out of commission for about a month. In London, Greg Palcott, Fox News. Airbnb says it will not allow one-night rentals over Halloween as part of its continuing effort to crack down on parties at its rentals. The move comes uh, almost a year after a deadly shooting at an Airbnb in Orindo, California, where five people were killed during a Halloween party. The company says those rentals that were already booked will be canceled and people will get refunds and two- and three-day bookings over the holiday will also get a closer look. Sentencing sent for later this month for a man who threatened the lives of college football players and students. Federal authorities say Daniel Rippey used Facebook to threaten a shooting at Ohio State University in 2018 during a football game at the University of Michigan. The chilling posts on social media detailed his pledge to hurt players, students, and Ohio State head coach Urban Meyer. Over the summer, Rippey pleaded not guilty in the case, but earlier this week changed his plea to guilty. The California man faces up to five years in prison and a $250,000 fine when he sentenced October 27th. Pam Puso, Fox News. Wall Street at the close. Major indexes ended the day lower. The Dow lost 134. The Nasdaq off 251. I'm Lee Silicera and this is Fox News. This is Dr. Ryan Lorenz, physical therapist at Mobility Plus Rehabilitation with offices in Enderlin, Lisbon, Gwinner, and Valley City. Our mission is to provide exceptional physical and occupational therapy by highly skilled therapists to minimize pain and maximize mobility, which quickly allows you to return to the quality of life you desire. We will evaluate and educate you on your condition, review treatment options, and create an effective treatment plan to solve your impairments based on your unique situation and needs. I invite you to call our offices at Mobility Plus today. 
helping you do more. RDO does that. RDO Equipment in Lisbon is here to serve you. Sign up for your next bulk oil fill now before November 1st, and you will receive no payments, no interest for 120 days. Also, with your bulk oil fill, you will receive $100 off your next service inspection and a 10% discount on parts. Each sign-up will be entered into a drawing to win a Pit Boss Grill. Some restrictions may apply. Check store for details. RDO Equipment in Lisbon, 701-683-5836. Mud, grime, dust, and dirt. Can't stand your dirty vehicle anymore? Extreme Clean Car Wash in Lisbon and Enderlin has the solution for you. They have the technology to make your vehicle look like new again. Their Lisbon location, located on the south end of town, offers a touch-free car wash as well as two self-serve car wash bays. Their location in downtown Enderlin offers a touch-free automatic car wash. And at both locations, you can pay via credit card. Stop by one of these great locations today and make your vehicle look like new. Extreme Clean Car Wash. Well, welcome back. We are still at the uh, half here. Looks like they have uh, put up a couple of more minutes here for the teams to uh, warm up. But it's going to be an interesting uh, second half here. This is a challenge that I think the Broncos actually desperately needed. Uh, Playoffs still a few weeks away. Of course, the Broncos, depending on what poll you look at right now, the uh, statewide poll of broadcasters and others that vote, they've got the uh, Langdon area team just ahead of the Broncos. So Langdon area's one, and the Broncos are two. Velva looks like they've got a heck of a football team this year as well. They are sitting at number three. But if you look at the QRF rankings, which to my understanding, according to Coach Gertie and what he's found out because of the COVID stuff this year, that the QRF rankings really won't have any meaning this year as far as the seating in the postseason. But it's fun for numbers, I guess. But uh, the QRF number is currently has the Lisbon Broncos just ahead of Langdon area. So both teams finally coming to the uh, sidelines here. I'm not sure if they're going to use the full three minutes or not. Usually when the teams get back out there, they give them three minutes to kind of go through their cycle. As mentioned, uh, we uh, the Broncos got the kickoff uh, received first to start the game. So that means the kickoff is going to be going to the Tommies. And uh, for the first time all year, even uh, when the uh, – the Lisbon Broncos played Oaks last Friday night. Broncos jumped out to an early lead, 22 zip, and it was just a battle from there as the Oaks Tornadoes were just trying to get back into the game. They scored a touchdown late. Otherwise, uh, it would have been 28 zip, but they got a touchdown fairly late. In fact, I think they traded touchdowns. The I think the uh, Broncos scored the last touchdown, but uh, that game really wasn't in that much of a doubt, even though it was fairly close compared to the standards what we saw for the first four weeks. A lot of lopsided games, games that were over realistically about midway through the second quarter, and uh, much different here tonight. So the Broncos have got to figure out how to get their offense going here. They've had one drive, one drive that has made it all the way down the field. The other ones have stalled out well before getting into the red zone. So it will be Hunter Schultz. Ball down at the 40-yard line. He'll be kicking away. All the kickoffs, of both teams have basically been pooching it down to about the 30, 35-yard line. And uh, right now the Tommies are kind of sneaking over a player around that area. And uh, they may try and do some little trickery here to get a good back. It might be Juvie right now that's sneaking in over there, waiting at about the 32 for this kickoff. So we'll see where Hunter goes. Hunter can boot it down the field. There's not much wind tonight. Hunter will do another squib, kind of a pooch kick, but he kicks it directly at an up back at the 40-yard line. That is not where he wanted to put that ball. Hit to the player 
Uh, Ali Moses right in the midsection, and he was able to wrap up the football. Wide receiver 145 on the weight, 5-6, but he made a nice catch. So great field position. That's, again, I think what uh, Hunter was trying to do is trying to skim it, maybe get it into a pocket. If he'd have gotten it behind Moses, there might have been a scramble for it, but he did not get it by him. So first down and 10, Tommy's in great field position. Two wide receivers to the left side. No wide receivers here to the near side. Odenbach under center. Two backs in the backfield. Eye formation. Juvie and Roller. Roller will take the handoff. Gets hit in the backfield. Continues on his feet and gets a gain of about a yard. He is so elusive. It is difficult to bring him down. I don't think I've seen anybody bring him down in the first hat or the first would-be tackler. It's been the second and third. So gain of two, second down and eight. The ball now at the 44-yard line. Just underway here in the second half. It's a two-point lead. The Broncos clinging to a two-point lead at eight to six. Pretty good crowd here tonight. Everybody's bundled up, got their blankets. Winter jackets are out here. Did see that uh, the girls' volleyball team is down in Edgeley playing tonight. Uh, one set I was watching when we had the quarter break there, down uh, eight to four on the set. Odenbach throws a long throw down the field, but well overthrows his intended receiver, Tyler Cunningham. Receiver runs out of bounds. He was guarded pretty closely by Rasmussen. Rasmussen had an interception in that second quarter, but unfortunately the Broncos gave it right back and gave up a touchdown. That was how the touchdown came. It was about a 27-yard drive. Anytime you're going to give the Tommies that short of a field, anybody with whether it's Oaks or the Lisbon Broncos or the Tommies, you give them 20 yards to go for a touchdown, you're going to be giving up some points. And the Broncos paid the price for the mistake. So third down and eight after the incompletion. Odenbach now will go to a pistol formation. Roller here to the near side. Two wide receivers to the left side. Low snap. Odenbach gets it. Pressure coming. Now he's running for his life again to the far side. He's going to get hit from behind. He didn't see the tackler making the swoop around, and it will be a sack back to the 35-yard line. It is punt time for the Tommies, and the punts have not gone well for them tonight. It'll make it fourth down at about 18 on the great sack by the Broncos. Pressure came up the middle, and I didn't get the number of the person that ran by him, but it was a person that actually ran by him and then circled back around and caught him from the backside. He couldn't see him. The quarterback, Odenbach. So now Roller again with the punt, and it's blocked right at the line. Again, not much elevation on that one, and it goes right into the blocker's hands. It's going to be down to the 31. Caleb Olson is going to get the blocker, at least recovery. He comes up with arms flailing in the air, and Caleb <laughs> recovers that football. Caleb, uh, big boy, uh, but only stands about five. What do we got? Well, they got him listed as taller. I don't think he's that tall. It might have been 58, too. 56 or 58. I think it was Olsen, but we'll check. Anyway, first down and 10. That's the biggest thing. Well into Tommy's territory. Run will go to the right side. Not much there. Hunter Schultz tried to run to the right, and he is buried down to the ground. Coming through was Joshua Yawn. We've seen him quite a bit in this game. Joshua and Jackson Yawn. One's a junior, one's a senior. 51 and 52. So a loss of about a half a yard in that particular play. That have been uh, maybe one that they wanted to give to Sowers because Sowers was running in a different direction, and he had all sorts of open space. That was one where it was almost like the Tommies knew what was coming. 9.54 remaining here in the third quarter. Lisbon Broncos got to make some hay here. They got to 
get the avenge for the touchdown and the turnover just a little bit ago. Now it is Sowers with the run. Shakes off a would-be tackler, gets down to the 22-yard line, and it's very close to first down yardage. Looks like he's going to be about a yard short. That should make it third down and one. Great run to the left by two. And it was another situation where Jordan was hit around the legs about five yards up the field, but you're not going to bring him down. I mean, he's just not going to be arm tackled that low. He's able to stiff arm the defender off him and got a few more yards. Now you got encroachment going to be called against the Tommies. Two players, maybe even three players jumped across the line. It's going to be another free first down. Both the Tommies and the Broncos each got the benefit of getting the defense to jump off side on a third and short. That's the first free one here for the Broncos in the second half. Move the chains. It is first down and 10, and the ball is placed at the 13-yard line. Split backs or two backs in the backfield and a misdirection play, and it's going to be Greenlee wide open on the far side of the field, down to the 10, down to the 5. He is going to get hit before he gets into the end zone, but he gets another first down. Big pickup of about 13, 14 yards, and Greenlee takes the reverse pitch, and I believe it was from Sowers, as Sowers and Schultz were both going to the left, reversing the field was Greenlee, and he had nothing but green grass in front of him for a while. So it'll be first down and goal from the four-yard line. So four cracks from four yards out. Smells like a TD to me, but we'll wait till it gets in there. Sowers and Schultz in the backfield. Direct snap goes to Schultz. Dives ahead. A gain maybe of two, possibly three. It'll make it second down and goal maybe around the one or two. And at this level, we cannot see the yard line stripes. We just know he didn't make it into the end zone. That was not in question. Play comes in from the sideline, bringing the play in. This particular play is Avery Dick. Tight package, although you got Sven on the end of the package to the left side. Two in the backfield. That is Schultz, and it is Sowers. Direct snap. It will be Sowers going to the left. Easy pick and goes into the end zone, end zone untouched. And it is going to be a one-yard TD run for Sowers. And so the block punt coming into play here, great field position. The Broncos start from their own, or their, uh, the Tommies 30-yard line. So now it's 14-6, 8-15 remaining on the one-yard TD run by Sowers. Again, going in untouched. It's amazing to me how some of these runs for Sowers have been really contested and a few others that have resulted in points he was not touched. It should be Schultz if the formula follows, and it will be Schultz on the carry. Goes right behind Sowers in for the two-point conversion. The formula continues. Sowers scores the touchdown. Schultz gets the two, and it's now 16-6, and that's a two-score lead. Big two-point conversion, and uh, the two and the touchdowns have really paid off with a 10-point lead now for the Broncos. 8-15 remaining here in the third. We're going to take a timeout. we got the kickoff coming up to the Tommies coming up in one minute. First State Bank of North Dakota has been serving our communities for more than a century. In all that time, only one thing's changed, our name. We're Bank North now, but everything you've always known and trusted about us remains. Our owners and staff are the same, and the same honesty, loyalty, and integrity guide us. Bank North, new name, but values-based banking remains the same. Member FDIC and proud supporter of our communities. 
The Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters is a group of parents, coaches, and community members whose mission is to enrich the athletic community by providing financial support for Lisbon High School athletic programs. Proudly supporting all of Lisbon's varsity sports programs, the Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters would like to thank the community for their involvement and participation in fundraising. Check out the Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters on Facebook for upcoming events and opportunities where you can volunteer, donate, or join the booster team. Catch the spirit with Lisbon Bronco Athletics. Well, the kickoff is going to be a pooch kick. It's going to end up going out of bounds, no question about it, a little bit too hard. So penalty flags come out. It will be first down and 10 for the Tommies at their own 35-yard line, who now start to get a little bit nervous. They have been right in this game, and they're still well in this game, don't get me wrong, but now down by 10 with 8.15 remaining here in the third. They need to make something happen. Again, their only touchdown tonight was after a fumble deep inside Lisbon territory. So they they have not driven the field yet in this game. Woodenbach now is going to just take the snap and run forward. He'll pick up a couple of yards before he runs into a couple of Sherman tanks and gets bounced around and dropped to the ground. It'll be second down and eight. Ball be placed at the 37-yard line. The uh, Thompson Tommies had a chance early on, very first play of the game. They threw a deep ball, and I believe it was Roller, and if I remember right, and that would have been like a 50-yard gain. It went right through his hands and was not able to hang on, and that was probably the closest they've come to an offensive explosion. Otherwise, it's they've had moments where they've moved the football, but it has just not been uh, a dominant night for really either team. It's been pretty well played. Five wide receivers. Odenbach throws it over to the far side. Wide receiver screen. That technically was a lateral, but it's going to get good yardage down the far sideline. Pass was completed to Berberich, the sophomore wide receiver slash running back, and he'll pick up close to 10 yards. They will give him the first down as the ball is spotted just past the 45-yard line. I do believe that was a lateral. It looked like the pass went backwards a little bit as Berberich to me, was about a half yard behind the quarterback as he threw it out to the side. So again, five wide receivers. They have spread the offense out here. We'll see if the pressure is going to be coming. Now another wide receiver screen, this time coming here to the near side to Berberich, makes the catch, but this time he's brought down after a couple of yards. Nice open field tackle by number 12, Hunter Schultz. That ball actually took too long to get out there. And it was a high throw. Burbridge had to jump way up into the air to make the catch. You really got to get that ball out there quick if you're going to swing it and do the screen. The wide receiver screens to either side because when you're putting five wide receivers out, there's not much uh, dilemma here in what you're going to be doing. It's just a matter of what the Broncos decide to bring for a package. Four-man front right now. Pistol formation, five wide receivers again. Blitz coming up the middle, and uh, they're trying to chase down Odenbach from the backside. Pass goes over the middle. It is incomplete behind the intended receiver, which is number four, Gavin Bowman, the senior wide receiver. That is his, I guess, first attempt at trying to catch the ball, but that was uncatchable. Pressure getting to Odenbach a little bit on that particular throw was not a good throw as he was rolling again to his left. There's not a lot of situations where Odenbach has been able to just stand in the pocket back there and start to look. He's had maybe two seconds, and then he's had to move from either the left or to the right, although he's only been sacked maybe once or twice. It hasn't been a lot in this game, but uh, there's been plenty of pressure. 
Four wide re- receivers, one back in the backfield, along with Odenbach dropping back to pass. It's Juvie back there. He's more of a blocker. Odenbach now is going to take off. He's going to run down the far sideline, and he gets very close to first down yardage, but a big hit coming up and knocking the quarterback out of bounds at about the 47-yard line. Svem is going to be the defensive back. That It looks like he came up a little gimpy as well. It'll make it fourth down and two. I'm not sure if I'm punting here if I'm the Tommies. They've had two really, really short punts and then a third one that was blocked. But it looks to me like they're going to bring the punting unit on here. It's fourth and maybe one. The ball at the 46-yard line of Lisbon. They need to get to the 45. I'm a bit surprised that they have not gone for more of these in this game. But It's just not been what they've done. Now it's a little bit of a tight package, although you do have uh, the putter back there, Roller, and he's going to run it here to the near side. You can kind of see it was coming. He is going to be snipped out of the backfield, wrapped up and brought down by Rasmussen, who blasted through. You could tell something was going to happen because Roller was not going back as far on his punt formation. He was sneaking up a little bit, then kind of went back a little bit, but you could tell by his body language he was running, and Rasmussen was all over him in the backfield. And that, by the way, is the first time I've seen Roller also get tackled by one person, and initially... Usually, Roller is able to make a move to get away, but he just could not get started. And a big four, uh, fourth down mistake there, and the turnover on downs, and it'll be Hunter Schultz now blasting up the middle. He'll pick up four, maybe five yards, and he's already at the 45-yard line of Thompson. We may be seeing the swing point in this game. The Broncos are able to go down and score here. That would make a <laughs> huge significance. Again, it was 8-6 to six at the half. Two-point difference, a failed two-point conversion by the Tommies was the only difference in this game. And now all of a sudden it's a 10-point lead for the Broncos, and they've got the football pretty much right back after scoring that touchdown. Trips in the backfield. Handoff will go to Rasmussen. He goes to the left. I don't think anybody on the defense was expecting that. They ran that in the first quarter, and it paid some dividends, and it will be a pickup a few yards, maybe like five, six, gets down to the 40-yard line. It'll make it third down and three with five minutes remaining here in the third quarter. 16-6, to six, Broncos, and a check of our Welton Tire Service scoreboard serving the Lisbon area for more than, I think it's 44 years now. So tight, no wide receivers out. I guess you get Svem right off the end of the line. Now they're going to invert the line. Everybody shifts to the opposite side. Two in the backfield. Sauer is going to get a bad snap, but gets it. Hangs on, goes up the middle, got the first down to Moore. Now dragging tacklers down the field. He's rumbling and bubbling inside the 25, down to about the 20-yard line in a huge pickup. And the Broncos get another first down. Well, it was a snap that went to his right. He kind of volleyballed it to himself. He was able to contain it. And the late switch, the inversion of the line, I think it fooled the... Uh, defense a little bit. They couldn't figure out who they were going to take after looking at a different player in front of them. It was a gaping hole up the middle. And then you're just not going to bring down Sowers with one person. He was dragging people up the field. Now Sowers again, breaking free here to the near side, dragging would-be tacklers down inside the uh, about the 15. He'll be brought down at the 13-yard line, very close to first down yardage. And now the pounding of Sowers is starting to take a hold. He got close to nine on that first down carry. He's had very few sporadic runs like this in the game. 
but he has not carried the ball an awful lot. We heard that from Coach Kearney that uh, after last week's kind of lower body body injury, he was ready to play, but they were just not going to put him through a huge – it was not going to be a 25-carry night. Let's put it that way for him. Again, they're going to invert the line at the last second. Second down and two. It'll be Hunter Schultz this time going to the right, getting down to almost the 10-yard line, and it's going to be another Broncos. First down, move the chains. This is called the finish drive here. Even though we're in the third quarter, right now the Broncos can smell it in the water, can smell the blood, and they are taking advantage of it. Right now I'm seeing a lot of hands on hips. For the Thompson Tommies, they are reeling a little bit defensively. It's not like they've given up any big, big plays today. There's been a few longer runs, but there's no, you know, been any 60-yard plays like we've seen almost every week. they got to figure out how to get a stop. Now it's Sowers to the left. Blast inside the 10, down to the 5, and he can't go down. He gets into the end zone or not. Yes, touchdown. 12-yard run, dragging bodies again. Sowers goes into the end zone. Touchdown signal by the near side referee. The far side referee did not make the signal. At this point, it is 22 to 6. Well, there's no review, so it is what it is. I always get nervous of that until I realize we're watching high school football. <laughs> but three minutes in the third quarter remaining, and uh, it's not game's not over, but that is a definite body blow against the defense of the Tommies. And it was three runs again by Sowers. He was met a couple of yards down the field, but just nobody could bring him down. And now the two-point conversion run is good, and this time it is Sowers. They kind of mix it up a little bit. He brings it in, and it's now a 24-6 lead for the Lisbon Broncos. Three minutes exactly remaining here in the third. We'll take a break, and we'll have the kickoff coming up to the Tommies in just a moment. Navigating the challenging and difficult world of personal and business finances, estate planning, tax planning, preparation, and problems can be challenging at best. For all of these needs and more, put your trust in Olson Accounting of Lisbon. Olson Accounting prides themselves on outstanding service to their clients and dedication to professionalism, responsiveness, and quality. Olson Accounting of Lisbon would be happy to answer any of your questions. Contact them today at 701-683-2700 and visit them on the web at colsoncpa.com. Water isn't just water. Hi, I'm Darren Hefty with Hefty Seed. Your water quality is likely hurting how well your herbicide and other spray applications work. The reason why? It is hard. Hard water occurs with calcium, magnesium, and other metals that are present in the water as positively charged ions. They bind to herbicides, they bind to other ag products, and they reduce your effectiveness. That's why we've developed WaterRite that neutralizes hard water. WaterRite can make your applied products work like they're supposed to. For more information, visit HeftySeed.com. Well, we are back, and uh, the second half has been good to the Broncos. They have scored a couple of touchdowns unanswered, and you got two two-point conversions, so that's a quick 16, and now it's 24-6. to And from a very close game, now it's starting to get a little bit lopsided. Definitely not over with three minutes left in the third, but now the Broncos finally have some breathing room for the first time in this game. Hunter Schultz will kick it off fairly deep this time, enough playing with the short kicks, kicks it down to about the 15, returned up the middle by number four, gets all the way up to the 35, 36-yard line. It is Bowman, the senior wide receiver. Kick returner in that particular play was able to get a nice return. So good field position again for the Tommies. But as, as mentioned, their only drive, the only result of points here tonight for the Tommies is a result of a fumble in the backfield deep inside Lisbon territory. 
that give to the football basically right around the 25, 27-yard line. That's where the Tommies got their one score. That's it. And they really do have a lot of offensive weapons. Roller, Odenbach, I mean, they've got some nice wide receivers, but they just have not been able to put it together much against this Lisbon defense. So now the direct snap goes to Roller, met in the line of scrimmage, bounces off of that, turns the corner on the far side, down the sideline he goes, up to the 50, 45-40, down the far sideline, inside the 40. And just as we talked about the fact there's not been a lot of offensive spark, that is a big gain by Roller, who literally ran into the backside of his offensive lineman, bounced it to the outside in the far side of the field, and picks up 25-plus. Ball now at the 40-yard line. Inside Lisbon territory. So the Tommies trying to get something together here. They need a touchdown definitely to at least try and keep some sort of semblance and a reach in this game to get back into it. So, again, pistol roller barking up the signal. There's a late pitch to Juvie on the far side. He's met at the line of scrimmage and driven backwards, and he may have actually lost a yard in the play. Defense was all over that. They really even weren't even focused on the quarterback in that particular play roller. They they could tell that it was going to get pitched to the outside because not a lot of lateral movement by roller. He needs to sell it more. Two or three red jerseys just continued to the far side of the field and were able to wrap up Juvie as soon as he got the ball. They're going to give it a loss of two. Ball technically goes back to the 42-yard line still in Lisbon territory after that big uh, big run by roller just a few minutes ago. Three wide receivers here to the near side. Roller rolling to the right, throws it out into the flat, and it is complete to Odenbach, who has to dive to the ground to make the catch. Ball will be placed at the 37-yard line. Suddenly get third down and seven. So a lot of work there to get a pass to the normal quarterback who was open in the uh, flat here on the near side, but not much yardage. I would think it's four-down territory for the rest of the game now for the Thompson Tommies, 135 remaining and counting down here in the third quarter. 24-6, Broncos exploding for two touchdowns and two twos here in the third to take a commanding lead at this point, but not over. Odenbach back in the quarterback position. Penalty flag encroachment. It looks like Odenbach may have drawn one of the defenders off the line of scrimmage a little early. Are they going to call it? Nope, they're going to call a offensive penalty in the line. So somebody drew the defender off. A false start on an offensive lineman, so it'll back it up. I've only seen that called, I think, one other time this year. That penalty does not get called a lot, which is kind of surprising to me. Offensive lineman, I guess, uh, pretty disciplined this year in the games we have seen. Third down and now 13. Not a great position for the Tommies who are trying to get a drive put together here again. They have not had a driver. They have moved the ball all the way down the field yet tonight. Odenbach, pistol, rolling to his left. Juvie's out in front of him, and he's going to run straight backwards and just throw the ball down to the ground, and I don't know. I guess Juvie was somewhat in the area, but that ball did not get back to the line of scrimmage, although there was a receiver. Juvie was there. It could have been very close to an intentional grounding, and that's what it was. There is no doubt the quarterback was just trying to get rid of it, but he did the smart thing. It was close enough to Juvie's feet that they couldn't call it, so it'll be fourth down and 13. And it looks like a punting situation again here for the Tommies, although 
Last time we saw them go for it on a shorter try, and that was crushed by Rasmussen, who ran it all the way and tackled Roller in the backfield. And they're going to leave the offense on the field this time, enough for the games. Fourth down and 13, Odenbach in the pistol. Five wide receivers. He's rolling back, running for his life again. He escapes one tackler, throws it out into the flat, but it skips into the receiver, and I think it was intended for Juvie on that left hash mark around the 40-yard line. It still wouldn't have been enough for the first down. Juvie was down on the ground. That would have been several yards short. But the pressure of the Broncos is what it was all about. Again, the quarterback, Odenbach, running for his life to the left. So it's a turnover on downs. The Broncos get it back. 45 seconds remaining here in the third. We need right now is a nice long drive. <laughs> I agree with that comment back there. I don't think it's in their vocabulary. Some are saying they chuck it deep, but I don't think that's happening right now. It's going to be Sowers. Oh, a little misdirection. Greenlee gets it back the other direction here to the near side. Throws off a would-be tackler, gets up near midfield, and then gets blown backwards. But a great run by Greenlee. All I was buying the Sowers train to the right, but then the quick handoff, maybe a second, came back with Greenlee here to the near side. That has worked a few times tonight, in fact. Uh, Bowden Greenlee has got a, a TD in this game. Or no, he got tackled right before. I'm sorry, he missed it. It was close to a touchdown. So it'll be second down and four ball at the 49-yard line, and that is going to be it for the third quarter. Coach is just going to let it run out. So the Broncos, it was plenty nerve or nervous times in the first half of play, but the Broncos come out and start the second half. The adjustments worked. And the Broncos promptly score 16 unanswered points there in the third quarter and have taken a nice lead at 24-6. We head to the fourth quarter. We'll be back with more football on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM. Navigating the challenging and difficult world of personal and business finances, estate planning, tax planning, preparation, and problems can be challenging at best. For all of these needs and more, put your trust in Olson Accounting of Lisbon. Olson Accounting prides themselves on outstanding service to their clients and dedication to professionalism, responsiveness and quality. Olson Accounting of Lisbon would be happy to answer any of your questions. Contact them today at 701-683-2700 and visit them on the web at colsoncpa.com. Hi, this is Julie Mallett, VP of Patient Care at CHI Lisbon Health. We would like to take this opportunity to say thank you for using our services. We have been providing our community with quality health care for nearly 70 years. Whether it be our emergency room, lab, x-ray, clinic, therapies, surgery, and the many outpatient services we have to offer, we encourage you to always ask your provider if we can take care of your health care needs right here in your hometown hospital, CHI Lisbon Health. Well, we are back. Four fingers, I would say, up in the air. Most teams do it. I don't know if the Broncos do it. I guess I haven't seen them do it. But it's the fourth quarter time. Broncos have the football. And currently an 18-point lead. So more than uh, two TDs in a lead. And the Broncos just want to milk the clock now. Wide receiver here to the near side. Trifecta in the backfield. It will be Hunter running here to the right. He is met at the line of scrimmage. Nice open field tackle by the defensive end, Yawn. And it may be a gain of one, maybe not. Ball at the 50-yard line, so still about a third and three, third and four. Sven will check back into the game. 
And right now the ally, another ally, has joined the Broncos, and that would be the clock as they're just going to continue. Even if they don't score, as long as they can grind four or five minutes off that clock, it makes it that much more difficult. Now direct snap to Jordan. He takes it up the middle, big hole. He gets the first down to Moore. He's broken loose. Down the far sideline he goes. He's down to the 20-15 and finally drunk down at about the 14-yard line. And again, Jordan Sauer is just a cloud of dust, runs with the team on his back, and he gets a huge hole to the left side. And it's going to be first down and 10 for the Broncos and almost backbreak time now after that big run. He is so hard to bring down. Even if he runs in a uh, just a crowd of people, you just cannot bring him down with an arm tackle. And he broke loose to the far side of the field. And he's going to be down at the 17 is what they're saying right now. So first down and 10 inside the red zone. Direct snap. This one will go to Sowers again. Coming here to the near side. And again, the defenseman is hanging on for his life. That is Jan, who literally got drugged about 10 yards as Sowers would not go down. But he finally does. And another nice pickup, a pickup of five, but that was a heck of a lot of work there for number two, Jordan Sowers. So second down and five, ball at the 11-yard line. The points would be good, but again, I'd kind of like to see more time come off the clock, but now they're getting some big rips here. A couple of nice Jordan Sowers runs, and they're already well down the field. So second down and five, wide receiver here to the near side. Hunter Schultz is going to take it up the middle. He's got some room inside the 10, down to about the five-yard line, and that should be enough for a first down for the Broncos. And we'll see what the signal is. Yeah, they're telling the boys to take a break. So it's first down and goal for the Broncos at about the four-yard line. With 10.07 remaining here in the game, the Broncos looking to get the final nail in the coffin. Came up, uh, coming up to the line of scrimmage here. Wide receiver to the right side, that is Svem. Greenlee on the right side, right behind the tight end. Direct snap, fumbled in the backfield. It will be picked up by Sowers. Sowers didn't handle it cleanly. He's going to lose about two, three yards on the play, but the big news is he's able to hang on to the football and not turn it over. That was a dangerous play for a moment there. That's the one thing the Broncos do not want to do, although they are so far down in the field, even if they turn it over, it'd still be a long march for the Tommies. But they want to get this touchdown in here and seal the game up. 9.26 and counting down, 24-6. Broncos with the lead. Direct snap to Sowers, goes to his left. He's got nothing but green acres in front of him. Another 10-yard TD run for number two, Jordan Sowers. And the Broncos just put this game away. So that one coming with 9.15 remaining here in the fourth quarter. And what a difference from half to the <laughs> end of this game here, at least into the third quarter, into the fourth. So a 10-yard TD run. And uh, Jordan Sowers having a big run or a big night tonight. We'll get to that in just a moment. I'm just trying to write everything down here. Two-point conversion far side of the field and... <laughs> plowing over the corner on the far side. Guess who? Number two, Jordan Sowers. I believe it was number one. Connor Welsh just met a freight train. He got pancaked backwards as Jordan Sowers laid him out with his shoulder as he goes into the end zone for the two-point conversion. So we go to 
the scoreboard here. I just want to make sure I get all this. I can't even write this stuff down. They must have ran up to the line of scrimmage for the two-point conversion. This was an 8-6 to six game and half, and it's now 32-6. to six. Just three minutes into the fourth quarter. It's all Broncos now, game pretty much in the bank. We'll take a break. We'll have more of our coverage of Broncos football on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM. Navigating the challenging and difficult world of personal and business finances, estate planning, tax planning, preparation, and problems can be challenging at best. For all of these needs and more, put your trust in Olson Accounting of Lisbon. Olson Accounting prides themselves on outstanding service to their clients and dedication to professionalism, responsiveness, and quality. Olson Accounting of Lisbon would be happy to answer any of your questions. Contact them today at 701-683-2700 and visit them on the web at colsoncpa.com. Well, the Broncos taking a commanding lead here in the second half. Wow, what an explosion in the second half. Kickoff coming up short. It'll be kicked to Juvie at about the 32. He gets a nice return up to about the 45. Again, I don't know. If you're going to do a short kick, please do not kick it directly to a back. <laughs> That's the only thing. And a couple of those uh, mistakes, I think. Hunter trying his best, but, uh, again, directionally kicked it right to Juvie. And it's not arcing in the air. I mean, literally a line drive right to him. So the tacklers have not even had a chance to get up the field. So great field position again for the Tommies, but they just have really not been able to do anything with it. The only time, again, I've mentioned it a few times, but the only score for the Tommies tonight is when the Broncos fumbled deep in their own territory. And they had to march maybe 25, 30 yards to get the touchdown. Odenbach will hand it off, and the running back gets swarmed in the backfield. It's going to be a loss of a couple on the play, and it was Roller who tried to come up the middle, but there was multiple big red jerseys right there, one of them being Caleb Olson, number 56. So second down and 11, 8.50, and counting down here in the fourth quarter, 32-6. to six. So 24 unanswered points here in about a quarter and three minutes. And Jordan Sowers with four touchdowns tonight and multiple two-point conversions. Three wide receivers, pistol formation, dropping back to pass. Odenbach now takes off, running up the middle. He'll get back to the line of scrimmage and plus about six, maybe seven. He'll be finally tackled down at the 50-yard line. It looks like the spread offense that the Tommies were running in that last series has been given up on. They tried to run five wide receivers and uh, just didn't work out for them. So now they're back to the two, three wide receiver sets. So it'll be third down and four. Must go time the rest of the way if they want to get back into this game. Two wide receivers here to the near side. One wide receiver to the far side, Odenbach. In the pistol, back at the 45-yard line, dropping back to pass. Left-handed quarterback has pressure. He's going to get rid of it again. Adams chasing after him, running full speed, finally just gets it off. He throws it down the field, but he throws it to an offensive lineman, and a penalty flag comes in. And that has got to be, I believe, intentional grounding. The only person that was near that pass was big number 78, Ryan Strand. He was 255 pounds, and it is going to be an illegal uh, an eligible receiver, and so it'll be a loss of down, I believe. And we'll see where the spot of the football ends up being. It should be at the, well, they'll back it up, but it should be a loss of down, too. It is, so they're going to go to fourth down. They did not march any yardage off, though. I thought it was, I guess I forgot. So it is a loss of down, but they did not mark any penalty yardage off. 
I always thought I always thought it was 10 yards plus a loss of down. Two wide receivers here to the near side, one wide receiver to the far side, fourth down and four. The Tommies are going to go for it, pistol formation. And then the Broncos have now given a free gift back the other direction. It will be encroachment on the left defensive end, just a little bit too anxious getting across the line. It'll be five yards on the encroachment penalty, and it will be a first down for the Tommies. The ball will be placed at the 45-yard line of the Broncos. 7.39 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Slowly but surely, the Tommies have been moving up the field a little bit, but it just... Not really clicking here tonight for Odenbach and Roller and company. Odenbach in the pistol again, drops back to pass, throws down the middle, way overthrows his receiver. Number 10 was the intended receiver that was Starcevic, but it was about five yards over his head. I think Sowers was the only one that had a chance, and it may have gone off his fingertips. That was clearly an overthrow. So second down and 10, the clock will stop. 7.34 remaining here in the third, or fourth, excuse me. Swear to God, that's what it was the last play. 7.34 remaining. Wide receivers, three of them coming here to the near side, one to the far side. Odenbach is actually going to come out as a wide receiver now. Roller at quarterback in the pistol. He can do any one of a couple of things, and he's going to take off running, but he's not going to get much. He gets back to the line of scrimmage, maybe plus two. So that'll make it third down and nine. Looked like Roller, he was going to cut when he got to the line of scrimmage but lost his footing, slipped a little bit, and then he got wrapped up by two defenders for the Broncos. So third down and nine. Clock will continue to roll down here. Broncos looking a lot like last year, although I think, and no disrespect to the team last year, but uh, this team this year, Again, this was a close game last year with the Tommies, but and it was a close game and a half, but the Broncos, the defense, I think has been the biggest change this year, and they have taken control here in the second half, and I think the same thing with Oaks last year. That was a pretty darn good game last year. Year was nip and tuck. Now pass down the far sideline. It'll be going to be a little bit too far for the wide receiver, Starcevic, but there is a penalty flag that came in. They may be calling pass interference. It looked like the... Uh, cornerback in that particular play it looked like maybe sweet was holding on to the other arm of the receiver we'll see what the penalty it is going to be against the broncos so i believe it's going to be we'll see where they mark the football off but it should be enough for another first down and they are going to move the chain so the tommies keep the drive alive on the long third down pass Pass interference call, and it will be first down and 10 at the about 29-yard line of the Broncos. And realistically, this is the best drive of the night for the Tommies. They've actually had to drive the field a little bit. Two in the backfield. Odenbach is back there. Wide receiver here to the near side in roller. One wide receiver to the far side. Handoff will go to Juvie. A little draw play, but nothing there going Right to the line of scrimmage, wrapped up right away by number 62. That is Granger Dick with the uh, tackle. It'll make it second down, a loss of one. So it'll put it back to the 30-yard line, and it'll make it second down and 11. But as I was getting back to the uh, even the Oaks, uh, Lisbon game last year in Oaks, I thought that was a nip-and-tuck game. A lot of great plays. Uh, Broncos ended up winning it. But this year, to me, it just seemed like the Broncos had uh, a bit more than uh, what Oaks had to offer. 
And just so this team just seems to be taking that next step, I think. Is it enough to beat Langdon area? Well, that's going to be the question down the road. We'll see. We're a long ways away from that. Now, sack in the backfield, dragging down the quarterback from behind. Check that, I believe. That is waiting for him to turn. I think that's 51 or 57. Spencer Kelson, 51. It is a 51. I couldn't tell if it was 57 or 51. Third down and about 13, maybe 14. Big play again here for the Tommies. Clock continues to wind down. Five and a half minutes remaining in the game. Logistically, the time is not going to be enough either for the Tommies. But I think for them, they would just like to try and figure out a way for the postseason to find something maybe that they can exploit later on against this tough Broncos defense. But again, right now, Woodenbox back in the other half of his field. He had to run for his life again, then throws up a duck, and it is complete all the way down the field inside the 10-yard line down to the 9. It was a duck flying through the air, but it got to the wide receiver, and it was Mouse making the catch. Boy, it was juggled as he was going down to the ground, but the referees are saying or the officials are saying that he did haul it in. So a big pass completion down to the 10-yard line, but Odenbach literally kept backing up. He was back to almost his 45-yard line and then started running forward again and threw a bomb down the middle of the field and connected with his wide receiver. So first down and goal, under five minutes to go. Wide receivers, four of them out, two to the left, two to the right. Odenbach... In the pistol, drops back to pass, looking to his right, then scrambles right, throws towards the corner of the end zone, coming up and making, oh, he dropped the ball. It was short, Mouse, who just got the long catch a moment ago, thought he was going to catch that one, but it must have gone through his hands. He should have been able to grab that one. He was open in the front corner of the end zone, but it will be second down and goal from the 10-yard line. Clock will stop on the incompletion. 4.44 remaining here in our game, 32-6. There's no, uh, I guess, for this game itself, the W is going to go to Lisbon. It's just going to be a matter of what the final score is going to be. And the Tommies would like to at least have one drive tonight where they had to go down the field, all the way down the field, to score a touchdown. Three wide receivers now here on the near side. Odenbach throws a screen to Roller on that same side. He's down to the 10, down to the 5, inside the 5, to about the 3 or 4-yard line. That will make it third down and goal, getting closer to the end zone, four and a half minutes, but they can keep running plays all they want. That clock continues to wind down. Where is the ball going to be placed? Looks like it's at the four-yard line. So a lot of new players, four players coming in from the sideline for the Tommies here, and third down and goal. Obviously a two-down situation. Broncos would... Like if they can to just slam the door on him one more time. Wide receivers to either side of the formation. Roller in the backfield now with Odenbach. And now we get a timeout taken by the head coach of the Lisbon Broncos, Joe Gerding, out onto the field. He wanted to look at the offensive setup and call the correct defense. So he's going to take a break. We get a hefty seed timeout. We'll be back with more Lisbon Broncos football W looming. It is 32-6 over the Thompson Thompson. Water isn't just water. Hi, I'm Darren Hefty with Hefty Seed. Your water quality is likely hurting how well your herbicide and other spray applications work. The reason why? It is hard. 
Hard water occurs with calcium, magnesium, and other metals that are present in the water as positively charged ions. They bind to herbicides, they bind to other ag products, and they reduce your effectiveness. That's why we've developed WaterRite that neutralizes hard water. WaterRite can make your applied products work like they're supposed to. For more information, visit HeftySeed.com. Well, we got a hefty seed timeout uh, out there right now for all your chemical and seed needs. Contact Hefty Seed. Great time to do that this weekend or this next week. Starting to think about 2021 or maybe doing some things in your field uh, after harvest. It depends on what that might be. But uh, Lisbon, again, the area for Hefty Seed, you can give them a call at 683-3044. That is 683-3044. So the Broncos going to run their mark to 6-0. and oh. QRF rankings right now of the Broncos number one in the state, just ahead of Langdon area. But the pollsters in the state, which is a collection of media, I don't know if it's all media or not, but right now they have Langdon area at number one and Lisbon number two. And really, could it be another showdown of what we saw in the semifinals last year? I know one thing, it'd be great if we could get Langdon area down here as opposed to way up north. That's a ways off yet. Oldenbach rolling to his right, third down and four, but he's backing up again, trying to run for his life. He continues to go back, now throws a hope and a prayer to the end zone, but it's going to fall incomplete. He seriously needs to get out of the habit of running backwards. He just makes that throw so much more difficult for himself. So it's now fourth down and goal. You're down by 26. you got to go for it. And the... Hand has already been dealt. It's just a matter of what the final score is going to be here. These last two weeks have been the uh, the big question at the very start of the season. Not sure why it lined up that way, but it seemed like last year these two teams kind of ended up falling in the same dates on the calendar. Now we get a timeout taken by the Tommies, and they're going to think about this. you got to come up with your best play of all plays because you're fourth down and goal at the five-yard line. So we're going to take one more time out. You're listening to high school football coverage tonight on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM. We'll be back with more coming up in just a moment. This is Sandy Hoff, physical therapist with CHI Lisbon Health. I'm wishing all the local athletes a safe and healthy school year and sports season. If injury, pain, or surgery has limited your ability to participate in life, we have appointments available. We accept all insurances with several who allow access to physical therapy without a referral. We are thankful for your past business and look forward to getting you back to your best. Thank you for your support as the hometown destination for your physical therapy needs. CHI Lisbon Health. Imagine better health. Helping you do more. RDO does that. RDO Equipment in Lisbon is here to serve you. Sign up for your next bulk oil fill now before November 1st, and you will receive no payments, no interest for 120 days. Also, with your bulk oil fill, you will receive $100 off your next service inspection and a 10% discount on parts. Each sign-up will be entered into a drawing to win a Pit Boss Grill. Some restrictions may apply. Check store for details. RDO Equipment in Lisbon, 701-683-5836. Oh, we are back. Looks like we are set to go. Fourth down play, fourth down and uh, goal from the five. Going to go with Roller and Wildcat. He's running for his life to the right. He can't even get the ball into the end zone. Tries to pass it into the end zone, but well short, and so it's going to be a turnover on downs. Interesting uh, call there to have Roller be the thrower of the ball. Um, in that particular situation, I think I'd rather have him in the end zone trying to get open and having Odenbach deliver the football, but maybe they were hoping he'd be able to sweep to that far side, but there was nothing but a wall of red jerseys, and 
Same thing for Roller. He just ended up backing up as opposed to starting to move forward towards the end zone. He was probably back around the 12-yard line by the time he released that football, and it ended up being short. So 344 remaining in the game. It will be run time for the Broncos. They'll run it up the middle, right up the gut. It'll be a gain of about three, maybe four. I believe that is Sowers on the bottom of the pile. It is. It's tough when you got those two crouching quarterbacks in the backfield, the ten, or the 12 and the 2, which is Schultz and Sowers. But whoever can hang on to the football, that's uh, the big key right now. You just don't want to turn the football back over. Ball at the 8-yard line. Broncos are going to take all the time in the world. They'll get it under three minutes remaining in this game. They're still sitting in the huddle. They're looking back, actually, at the play clock. There's one on either end of the field, and they're like, okay, time to move up, back down to 10 seconds. So tight package again. Here is a wide receiver Sven to the left side. Direct snap goes to Sowers. He goes left, hurdles one tackler, and gets very close to first down yardage. He's past the 10-yard line, up to about the 13-14, and the referee is saying move the chain. So they're going to give him a Broncos first down. Ball at the 14-yard line, a big run by Sowers. First down and 10 now, and... That probably is going to be about the game here. Broncos, again, will continue to milk the clock, and they are going to get another set of downs here to play with. Down to 2.30 remaining. Wide receiver here to the near side. Two in the backfield. It will be Sowers and Schultz back there. Direct snap. I think it's Schultz this time. Run up the middle it is. He's got to wrap up that football a little more. He's going to be tackled after a gain of about three, maybe four. He had that football in one hand, and the players were starting to rip at it. So 2-10 and counting down. Next play will probably come around the 140 mark. Second down and seven. Still a nice pickup of three. Maybe closer to four in a very tight formation. The Tommies know they're going to run it. Most likely they're going to run it right up the gut. And so they're stacking everybody but the kitchen sink up there. they got pretty much got 10 in the box. Now they're going to split out a wide receiver. they got nine in the box. Two in the backfield again for the Broncos. Direct snap to the runner. Runner goes up the middle. That'll be Schultz. He gets tackled at the line of scrimmage. And I don't expect the Tommies to be using any timeouts here. Down to 128 remaining in the game. Boy, this is going to be a really nice win. Bit nervous after that first half when everything was uh, pretty much even. The score was 8-6, to six, Broncos by 2. I tell you, the Tommies looked really good in the first half, and I was trying to figure out what team we were actually looking at because this is a team that lost to Oaks, and, of course, the Broncos soundly beat Oaks just the week before, but they were looking probably like the best team we faced all year. And uh, I'm not quite sure now Oaks in the, oh, there's a break free run. Hunter Schultz is down the far sideline to the 35, to the 40, to the 50, down to the 45 of the Tommies, and that is it, a huge run. Hunter got by the nine in the box, and guess what happens then? Pain for the other team, and Hunter rips off about a 35 to 40-yard run, another Broncos first down, and that is going to do it for this game. 45 seconds and counting down. Broncos will run one more play, and that should be it. Vehicle lights are starting to come on from the parking lot on the far side. Folks are starting to head on their way as the Broncos are going to be 6-0, and oh, and it's a kneel down by Hunter Schultz to end this game. 
unless we see a Jets move here where the Jets were down and not having any chance and they decided to call dumb times out, dumb timeouts at the end of the NFL game last night. But players are shaking hands out there. Hard-fought game in the first half, but all Broncos in the second half, and they are going to win this game 32-6 to is going to be the final score. Three seconds left, two seconds left, one, and that is your ball game. So congratulations, Lisbon Broncos, again, well on their way. I'm quite sure that they have uh, gotten to a position, and they probably certainly are, but uh, they're playoff bound. It's just a matter of where they're going to end up as the seating goes along. So a nice win for the Broncos. We're going to take a break. The postgame show, RDO is sponsored, RDO Equipment in Lisbon. We'll be back with more coming up in just a few minutes on Thunder Country 106.1 FM. Helping you do more. RDO does that. RDO Equipment in Lisbon is here to serve you. Sign up for your next bulk oil fill now before November 1st, and you will receive no payments, no interest for 120 days. Also, with your bulk oil fill, you will receive $100 off your next service inspection and a 10% discount on parts. Each sign-up will be entered into a drawing to win a Pit Boss Grill. Some restrictions may apply. Check store for details. RDO Equipment in Lisbon, 701-683-5836. Mud, grime, dust, and dirt. Can't stand your dirty vehicle anymore? Extreme Clean Car Wash in Lisbon and Enderlin has the solution for you. They have the technology to make your vehicle look like new again. Their Lisbon location, located on the south end of town, offers a touch-free car wash as well as two self-serve car wash bays. Their location in downtown Enderlin offers a touch-free automatic car wash. And at both locations, you can pay via credit card. Stop by one of these great locations today and make your vehicle look like new. Extreme Clean Car Wash. Are you frustrated with your current internet speeds? DRN ReadyTech is offering packages with up to 1 gig of service and the fastest speeds in the area with fiber to each home. What does that mean to you? Fast, reliable, and no data limits enabling you to enjoy video streaming, telemedicine, e-commerce, and more, all from the comfort of your home. Check out our gig packages at drnreadytech.com or call 344-5000 today. When you need answers, knowing where to turn is important. When it comes to insurance, the answer is right here in front of you. Hi, I'm Lee Falk, your NODAC insurance company agent in Lisbon. I'll be there for you when you have an insurance question or if you need help filing a claim. You can rely on me to protect what matters most. Answers come easy with NODAC insurance. Call me today at 701-683-4802 for the answers you need today or for a free no-obligation quote. Well, we are back on the post-game show, now brought to you by RDO Lisbon. Uh, of course, RDO helping you do more. RDO does that. RDO Equipment in Lisbon, they are here for your family operations. Any questions, you can certainly give them a call at 683-5836. And again, we appreciate the sponsorship from the uh, folks at RDO Equipment in Lisbon. Let's take a look at the scoring in this game. I was uh, thinking, uh uh-oh, we could have some problems here tonight. Again, it was uh, pretty much a tie football game, although Lisbon technically had the lead at the half 8-6, but it was pretty hard fought in both the uh, directions. Defenses played really well in that first half, but it was all Lisbon in the second half. Again, four TDs by Jordan uh, Jordan Sowers tonight. He was a one-man wrecking crew there for a little while in the second half. And uh, realistically, it was a night that uh, Coach Gerding was 
He was not giving him the night off by any means, but he was trying to maybe just limit the carries a little bit. Uh, he took a lot of uh, abuse, a lot of big hits in the Oaks game, and in fact, he left in that second quarter with a hip injury, but uh, came around and, uh, you know, he had practice this week, practiced well, played on both sides of the ball, so things were good again, but just didn't want to expose him too much. But in the end, second half, wow, Jordan Sowers again did some great power running. So let's uh, go through the scoring here a little bit. Lisbon Broncos did not score on their first drive. I believe they scored in almost every first drive of the season, but did not do so tonight. Good defense by Thompson, but the Broncos did get a touchdown to start the second uh, quarter. It was a 10-yard TD run by Jordan Sowers, 11.56 remaining in the first half, and the two-point conversion was good by Hunter Schultz. That made it 8 to nothing. It was a little ways later on, but the uh, Thompson Tommies were finally able to get uh, somewhat, I don't want to say the equalizer because it technically wasn't, but they were gifted a fumble deep inside Lisbon territory. They ended up, the Tommies, only driving about 27 yards to get a touchdown. Unfortunately, they failed on the two-point conversion for them. It was a middle screen uh, set up to number 10, Jacob Starcevic, eighth grader, 6'2", 180 pounds, Eighth grader. Man, that kid is going to be special. He had a couple of big catches here tonight, but uh, not enough for the Tommies. So that made it 8-6 to six as we went to halftime, but it was all Lisbon in the third and uh, fourth quarters of this game. Two Jordan Sowers touchdown runs, one coming with 8-15 remaining in the third. It was a one-yard a one uh, TD scamper into the end zone. Two-point conversion for Hunter Schultz. That made it 16-6. to six. Awkward score. But uh, it was a two-touchdown uh, or two-possession uh, lead, basically, as you would. That started to put the pressure on Thompson. You could see things kind of unraveling a little bit. Uh, the defense definitely stepping up in the second half, too, for the Broncos. Broncos getting the next touchdown just 5:15 later after the first touchdown of the second half. Another touchdown run, this one from 12 yards, dragging several tacklers with them into the end zone. Jordan Sowers scores for the third time on the night. That made the score 22-6. to Jordan Sowers cleans it up with a two-point conversion. That made it 24-6. to And uh, then it was pretty much over early in the fourth quarter. 9-15 remaining in the fourth, but the Broncos jumped out to that 32-6 to lead with another 10-yard TD run from Jordan Sowers. Two-point conversion by Sowers as he plowed over a would-be tackler, basically pancaking the poor DB into the end zone. And that made the final score 32-6. to The Broncos now running their record to 6-0, and matching what they did last year. It's just been a great, uh, great season so far. But knock on wood, we're kind of getting to the uh, final stages of the season. And you may remember last year, the last game of the year, uh, and I'm just going to pull this up here real quick, it was a game that the Broncos, uh, in fact, they were, I think they were trying to rest Jordan Sowers a little bit last year. It was not public knowledge, but they were thinking maybe a little bit ahead of uh, the final opponent. I'm just going to pull this up here real quick. Sergeant County said I figured it was an 8-6 to six game, but uh, the Lisbon Broncos did not score until late in that game. That was the closest game they had all year. It was a winnable game, but Sargent County is really feisty, and they just had it in their mindset. They did not want the Broncos to finish 8-0. Well, fortunately, uh, Sowers came into the game. He was a bit nicked up, but uh, and the rest of the team, of course, played very well, uh, at least defensively, and Sargent County ended up losing that game to 8-6. to But it was interesting, and, of course, now we fast-forward to a year later, and you look at uh, the last, I believe it's the last opponent of the year this year is going to be Sergeant County again. Uh, next week, though, um, I'm going to kind of 
wonder how this game is going to go because it's the seventh game of the year. Game on Friday night, October 9th. We'll have coverage here on Thunder Country 106.1, but uh, the Thunder have not won a game all year. Uh, they are 0-6. They've had some closer games. It's not like they're losing 60 to nothing every week, but uh, it's just been a tough year for the Thunder. And that's the next opponent for the, the Lisbon Broncos. So maybe an opportunity after the last couple of weeks to maybe play some good football, but also give a chance to maybe get some of the other guys back in there again and uh, save for the uh, crunch time at the end or at least the game against Sargent County. So that's going to do it for our coverage tonight in our postgame show brought to you as a service by RDO Equipment in Lisbon. Final score from the Lisbon High School field. It is the Broncos coming from the, well, I guess uh, the second half. Again, it was tied, but a two-point lead for the Broncos going in, and it looked like it was going to be like that the entire game, but it wasn't in the second half as the Broncos outscored the Thompson Tommies 24 to nothing in the second half, and they get the victory 32-6. That's going to do it for our coverage tonight on Thunder Country 106.1 FM. We'll get you back to some regular programming coming up in just a moment. First State Bank of North Dakota has changed its name to Bank North, but that's the only difference you'll see. We've always been here for our communities. We've always been here for generations of families. Always here, through thick and thin, for farmers, ranchers, and businesses. And always true to our core values of honesty, loyalty, and integrity. None of that will ever change. Bank North. New name, but values-based banking remains the same. Member FDIC and proud supporter of our communities. Helping you do more. RDO does that. RDO Equipment in Lisbon is here to serve you. Sign up for your next bulk oil fill now before November 1st, and you will receive no payments, no interest for 120 days. Also, with your bulk oil fill, you will receive $100 off your next service inspection and a 10% discount on parts. Each sign-up will be entered into a drawing to win a Pit Boss Grill. Some restrictions may apply. Check store for details. RDO Equipment in Lisbon, 701-683-5836. Are you frustrated with your current internet speeds? DRN ReadyTech is offering packages with up to 1 gig of service and the fastest speeds in the area with fiber to each home. What does that mean to you? Fast, reliable, and no data limits enabling you to enjoy video streaming, telemedicine, e-commerce, and more, all from the comfort of your home. Check out our gig packages at DRNReadyTech.com or call 344-5000 today. You've been listening to Lisbon Broncos football on Thunder 1061. And this game was brought to you by CHI Lisbon Health, Welton Tire Service, Sanford Health, Audio Equipment, Mobility Plus Rehabilitation, Hefty Seed Company. Tonight's Lisbon Broncos football game is brought to you by Dickey Rural Networks, Wallach Johnson Insurance, Bank North, Nodak Insurance and Agent Lee Falk, Lisbon Bronco Boosters, Olson Accounting, Extreme Clean Car Wash of Lisbon and Enderlin, and Edward Jones Oaks.